Good evening, and welcome to the Brain Jerk Studio, where we're bringing you the Pillar Talk Podcast. I'm sitting here with Sean Wooley and Clint. It's really nice to, to meet you guys, and I'm I'm glad that you guys are here. How are you guys doing? It's good to formally meet you, too. Been following you guys on the social medias and whatnot since the, the Brain Jerk became a thing. So, yeah, man, it's uh, I'm doing pretty well. My, my kid scared the shit out of me this morning. Oh, yeah, because you got him a new skateboard, you said. Oh, yeah. Well, Tony Hawk. I I didn't have this many gray hairs this morning, I promise you. All right. (laughs) So you you dabble into pro wrestling. You you like to go and tell me your little gimmick and everything about that. Um, I started wrestling right out of high school because I said I was going to be a wrestler from when I was five years old. And I got told that I couldn't do it. So you did it. All right, strap in. Hold on. Um, So I started, like, I actually got trained in Toledo. Um, by some old school guys, and then it's, I retired when my kid was born. I stepped away. Um, I got to a bad spill on the outside, and I went to lift him up. I got home. I got to about here, and my arm stopped working. I was like, ooh, shit. Okay, put him down, and then I went and stretched my back out, did some DDP yoga. Just, Dude, he's got a white husky downstairs, just like you. You got mm. a white husky. We seen that. Uh, we we did a little Facebook stalking. Yeah, and seen all, that. That's all know. good, man. We seen that. We seen that video, of the rebirth or whatever it was called. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that six, was, little six part video. Yeah, that was fucking sweet, dude. I could have gotten in a lot of trouble for that if I'm being honest, because like I didn't ask anybody for permission on that. Oh really? Yeah, because I, I did the you know with the singlets and all that, and a couple of my buddies telling me like, dude, you've lost some weight. Put on bikers. Just just, just do bikers. Right. What, what do you mean just do bikers? No singlet? No singlet. I'm like, you are out of your mountain. No. I'm a fat guy. I keep these things strapped in. Right. I look way tougher. Yeah. Like, no, nah, man. Look way stronger. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they're like, just, just, do, just do biker shorts. No shirt. And then, you know, the pandemic hit, and I was like, well, can't go to a gym. Cookies. And, yeah. uh, it got it kind of got out of control there for a minute because I was you know I was climbing back up the scale in the wrong in the wrong way, and so I got this new gear. I spent a couple of hundred bucks, Daddy Trump money, and got two new pairs of biker tights, no singlets. Talked myself into doing it. And I was like, man, I can't just show up brand new, longer hair, big bushy beard, yeah. you know, totally new gear. I can't just show up with it. I have to say something about it. But no one was talking. Nobody in the wrestling world was. No one was really talking about stuff. I was like, well, what if I just shoot a six-part? Each of them are about 30 seconds long or so, 30 seconds to a minute, and release like two a day up to show day with the new gimmick. But I want it to be really dark and kind of weird looking so that when I see it in the broad daylight the next the next day, it's something totally new. Someone, you know, they're, they're, they're loving, you know, they see this paradigm shift, if you will, to, co- to, to, to phrase it, to borrow a John Moxley thing. It's, Something completely different than what I left as, because when I left, it was a little more mixed martial arts with the di- you know use a dire wolf nickname like you know. Uh, you had your face painted. You said you would you would have the face painted. Oh, that was shit. that was years. Oh, years that ago. was like a first gimmick. Okay. Yeah, it was first gimmick. I was in a mask because like fucking uh, <laughs> 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 not pretty to look at. So I, I wore a, a Japanese wrestler Hayabusa. It, all you could see was right here and up a fucking contact because I was a huge twisted guy. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Um, and I called myself the Freak Show at two E's, like the album. That's how I autographed everything was like the album. Like I listened to Twisted and ICP since I was like 11. <laughs> so you know, I was like, yeah, this works. This fits. We're, we're doing this. So I did the mask first, and then we were wrestling in my hometown in Monroe. But he's like, yeah, I think it's time to lose the mask. You need to be you out there. Like Look like you out there. My first gimmick change was going from no mask to singlet tight, singlet shorts, 
and a t-shirt because I was still super like, I don't want to take my shirt off in front of people. Well, I don't know how I ever got laid. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I did that. Um, and there was some people from high school were in the crowd. She were in Freak Show. They loved Freak Show. And I knew it. They made fun of me in high school for wanting to be a wrestler. So I made sure. I was like, hey, when, when you rip the mask off me and I'm all bloody and stuff, point me like this way towards the entrance. That's where this whole group of guys from high school were. Oh, oh I got you, buddy. I got you, buddy. And he laced me with his chair shot. <sighs> like I've taken some good ones, but I'm not sure if I made him mad. He hit me like I told him he was ugly and his mom dressed him funny. All right, right. he <laughs> laid me out. I actually got a scar from it. Like this guy, that was hard way. That was a, that was a real chair shot. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that was interesting. And uh, so he split me, pulled the mask off, and just and he held my head up towards these guys, and I heard him. Oh, you all freak show, bro? What? The f- that's Wooly. Looked up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just to get the quick fuck you. Before oh yeah, you get just a little. Off. I had to step that little <laughs> in there just because I had to. Give me some like behind the scenes what what you guys do and like how you how you set up the actual matches and stuff like that. I, I understand it's not WWE, but like you, you said you work for companies, so yeah, they're yeah. clearly doing something. Well, it's. When, Excuse me, Sean. Uh, He goes off on a tangent, and you understand literally nothing of what he says. Let me know, and I'll say it again in English. Okay. Yeah, Clint's my translator about half the time. He he speaks woolly. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right. So a lot of people define professional wrestling like like the ones who aren't fans. That shit's fake. Right. Mm. I, I take I take issue with that term, only because nothing about gravity or falling down. Is fake. That's exactly yeah. Um, I I did mixed martial arts for a minute, and I've had I had guys who were legitimate bad dudes. Hey, bro, my girlfriend's in the crowd tonight. Could you not? Could you not piece my face up? I'm like what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, there was a fight, brother. Oh well, I mean, yeah, we're still gonna go, but like, it's not my face. You got nine abs. What do you mean not your face? I'm doomed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that, that, that's crazy. So like with with pro wrestling, um, have you ever seen how a pro wrestling ring is put together? Oh yeah, it's got those springboards. Well, it's, it's four steel. It's four steel uh, corner posts that hold a usually steel frame right. for the ring. You'll have steel cross members, and then you'll have wood going the opposite direction, be it plywood or be it uh, two by fours or two by sixes, depending. But it's wood. It's wood and steel. About yay much padding of either carpet padding that shit sucks yeah. or ethafoam, which is the early high expensive like high spot stuff tumbling mats. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, it's, but it, it's not, so it's not just back on wood. It's not just spine on pine. There's a little bit of, huh, but at 300 pounds, like. Oh, it still hurts. Yeah, gravity sucks. But, and, and realist, realistically, it's a show. You know what I mean? I right. want, let's say, let's say me and you were going to go, we get, we get booked to wrestle uh, Warsaw, Indiana Friday, uh, Kalamazoo Saturday, and then Coldwater on Sunday. All right, so we're going two states, three stops, three days. Me and you are both big cats, you know. Um, if we throw off three, four, five good haymakers, like, full on, one of us is going to the hospital. Right. That, that's just physics. Right. That's 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 bone on bone. Someone's getting hurt. Yeah. Now, if me and, if, if our match in Warsaw, Indiana sparks, uh, sparks talk, they want that match again every, every weekend. Every weekend, split, every weekend, split his head again. So yeah, so like, sure. If 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 I get a little bit of color, but whatever. 
love you, brother. Whatever. Fine. Right. But we're both making money. It's a business. Right. Yeah. I want to make as much money as possible doing what I love, entertaining the people that, I, that pay to come see pro wrestling um, without fail as many times as I can. And I want to be able to go home, hug my, hug, my girl, kids, yeah. like, hug my girl, play with my kid, pet my dog, and, and, and go on about life. Because I'm not doing this full time, not yet. I want to. I'm 33. I'm still relatively young in this business. Right. You know, I'm not, you know, hopefully I got more years ahead than I do behind me, but I would love to do this for 30 years. If we're going out there and just killing each other every day, it ain't going to happen. It's going to take a toll. Yeah. Like, I've been doing it weekends for 12 years, 11 years, 12 years, and I'm messed up. <laughs> yeah, you walk through the stairs, you're like, my knees are popping. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, sound, I wake up sounding like Rice Krispie Treats, bro. It's rough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, dude, that's wild because there's a lot of injuries they're finding with, like, the old wrestlers. Like, Chris Benoit, they were talking about his brain was yeah, mostly fucking real, was mostly fucking scar tissue in there. Yeah, and I believe any shot to the head's a fucking bad shot. Yeah, I mean, think about it. We're we're taking hits, you know. Well, we're steel chairs, and some of the guys in the indies still are. I'm tougher. I'm a tough guy. Just bring that chair shot, brother. Um, yeah, until they and forget their name. They're not putting a hand up. They're not trying to flexing their neck and praying like. Mm-mm. Yeah, you break your neck like that, I, dude. I, I always make a joke because I got like my memory's not the best. That's why I write a bunch of stuff down, but like. Like, hey, what are I walking in this room for? Where do I put that card box, all those cards for those for the guys? My girl looks at me and goes, oh, I don't pay attention to you half the time. You're right. All right. But like, I can make a joke and go, fuck, chair shots, dude. Ah, right. It's half a joke. <laughs> right. It's the brain injuries. Dude, I'm telling you. Yeah, because that's multiple hits in that. Dude, I hit, a, I hit the back of a van with no helmet on and wrecked my head. And I'm fucked up from it, dude. Like. I could only imagine getting smacked in the head every fucking weekend and doing that no, shit. And signing up for it. You yeah. rattling that. Yeah, you're doing. You're going out there like, hey, man, you're about to rock me with this fucking chair. I can't wait till you do it. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, that's why the, the word fake bugs the crap out of me because, like, it's not It's not fake. It's 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 ju- it's more real than most movies and TV shows people really enjoy and look forward to every week. Yeah, but you're your own stunt actor. <clears throat> yeah, that, that's what it is. We're part stuntmen, part magicians, part yeah. promoters, part athletes. It's 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 a it's a juggling act. That's man. how Jeff Hardy got addicted <clears throat> to drugs. He was jumping off of shit, fucking busting his body up, and he needed to go out and do it tomorrow night. And yeah, I'm gonna eat fucking all these pills, and yeah, I'll be fine. Yeah, well, I, I want to jump off a ladder on Raw and on SmackDown. I'm gonna day off to travel, and then I have to do it. On a house show, and then I have to do it on a pay per view. Right, I'm jumping off a 20 foot ladder every day, doing a front flip. Fucking, like, it's gonna be a long night, boys. <laughs> All right, sweet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let, let me do this shit, dude. I, and he has a little thing uh, out on the WWE Network thing that he talks about his struggle with drugs and shit. Yeah, and, and it's commendable. Like I know a lot of people who are who were in the business or want to be in the business who are struggling with, with drug abuse and whatnot. Um, and like I. They always, I get asked more often than not, well, can I come in? Like, I've loved wrestling my whole life. It's like, yes, you have. And you are a smart cat. But it's Michigan. It, not just, it's Michigan, but like, we travel from Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky. We're going a, a lot of places. The, the traveling world is not friendly to, to Yeah, but you want money, too. Yeah, see, that's the thing. That's what, the, the, you can't go on there for money like that, because you can't be struggling with a jet addiction, going out and fucking getting your fucking head all fucked up. Because my doctor, he told me not to not to smoke any marijuana while my brain was recovering at first, like for the first year, because he don't want one of the synapses to be like, okay, I'm done. No cross wires, yeah. if you will, yeah. That's, and that's the scary part with it. closed head injuries. Like, 
I played I've been in contact sports my whole damn life. I started doing martial arts when I was five, and then went from karate to football to wrestling team. Everything was was geared towards pro wrestling because again, I got told, oh, "What do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a wrestler." Oh, that's cute. Well, right. Do you want to be a fireman? Fire's hot. Nah. <laughs> then you look at the Undertaker. He's fucking well off. Oh yeah, but, but he's the best entertainer of all time, I think. And he got given a gimmick that nobody else could make work. If you really think about it, right? If, if someone walked up to you and was like, "Hey, man, I need you to be a old west grave digger undertaker and not talk," like anybody else who was at Mark Calloway, like that—that's so nineteen eighty nine, like Vince McMahon on drugs, <laughs> right? Right, dude. I hear that you or I seen. I was stalking you on Facebook, that's like good. I said, and I seen a picture with Jr. Dude. Yes. Tell me that story. You were that, talking about it before. I want to hear it. That day legitimately changed my entire view on how I view the world. That day shifted my entire paradigm. Well, like, where were you? Were you at a it like was one a comic of the w- book convention? No fucking way. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, I do a full contact lightsaber sparring uh, through an organization called the Saber Legion. We were uh, we had a table at this convention. We were going to do some live sparring. We were going to do informational packets and, like, a welcome thing, you know? Like, hey, you know, if you're into sword stuff or you like Star Wars or you like to beat people up, whatever, come say hi. So they put myself and a few other people that we got booked to do this thing for TSL, showed up, and it was all the, all the guys who come to the, the sparring. We fought a thousand times. You know, one guy's straight kendo. Uh, one guy's straight fencing. I'm a weird amalgamation of kendo, uh, aido, and uh, German longsword because I watch way too much Highlander. <laughs> and I just I was like, yeah, before we everything gets everything gets set up, I start I just do a lap. I always want to get myself warmed up before I put my armor on. I saw a banner. JR is gonna be here and Hacksaw Jim Devin's gonna be here. Dude, that's a fucking that's a duo. So I'm just standing there like for a my jaw hits the floor. I'm like, there's this is awesome. I listened to his podcast. If I had a voice that defined why I wanted to be a wrestler, hearing JR say the boyhood dream has come true, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. I mean, can you guys guess what my middle name is? Michael. There it is. Uh, Social security number is, I'm I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so, you know, Shawn Michaels, the boyhood dream has come true. That, I'm hooked. That could be me. Right. Yep. So that man's voice defined everything I wanted to do since I was five years, five years old, five, six years old. You know what I mean? Just, did you tell him that? When oh, you I did. Oh. I tried. I didn't cry. I, did, I promised myself I wouldn't cry. <laughs> but because uh, I, I, I sat there and I was like, this is fucking crazy. I was just staring at the banner. It's just a banner. It's a picture right. of him. Yeah. And somebody bumps my arm. I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll apologize. And he goes, all good, kid. Uh-huh. What? He goes, I'll be at the table later. Have a nice day getting some coffee. I was like, ah, I couldn't words. Right. Like for, the, for, for a guy who won't shut up, I was like, ah, Blue yeah. screen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So a I walk, little lag. Walk back to the table for TSL, and I tell my buddy Steve O, because he's a huge wrestling guy, too. Bro, JR's here. He goes, Yeah, I didn't tell you that on purpose. Dick! Right. I love you. <laughs> right, dude. So, and I had met Hacksaw years and years before. I was like 16 at Gibraltar uh, Trade Center. Were you, you weren't right No, no, no. I was, like, my dad was six. So I was really focused. I made sure my dad was going to be okay and what, or trying to be okay. And I, I was getting a bunch of autographs on a steel chair to auction off for uh, uh, cancer benefit. And he was the first one. And I was, I was a 16-year-old dumbass. I was like, go pay for the autograph. I just want to, I want to auction it off. I want to do it for the right reasons, you know? Right. Because despite looking like a, Fucking serial killer. I had good intentions. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, he was the first one to sign it. And it was one of them $10 Walmart gimmick. Ch- you know, just you can get them anywhere at Walmart. It's $10. Right. 
black steel folding chair. You autographed it in silver. Charged me 20 bucks for that in the picture. Cool. Well, I was like, hey, man, like, I really want to be a wrestler. That's one of my, that's my, that's my dream. I really want to do it. My dad's sick. I can't really afford training. Could you just go ahead and waffle me in the back with this steel chair? He goes, absolutely not. Oh, all right, cool. I thought, he, I thought he was going to. It, you lead it up to it, and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Well, I was like, all right, man, no, I feel you. And my mom goes, his back's about as big as Scott Norton's. My mom is five foot two and 140 pounds soaking wet holding a brick. He goes, hell, you are built like Scott Norton. How old are you? 16. Shit, you got two years of growing left. Come here. Mom, is this okay? And she goes, oh, yeah, go ahead. And he cracked me across the, the shoulders with his tail. He didn't, like, send it. Yeah. But he gave me a ping. And you fell in love. I was like... I'm not dead. You got you got chaired by Hacksaw Jim Duggan, dude. It was a love tap. I mean. Still, though, you got chaired by, I didn't. Right. <laughs> I'm not sure he'd do it now. I'm, I'm not sure that he, you know. No, the the cool thing would be if, if he whapped you upside the head with his two by four. <laughs> that dude. You want to talk about making money in the business. I love this dude. <laughs> All right. Because I know how much two by four costs. <laughs> You guys know how much two by four cost? The eight footer is like fucking. It's cheap. It's, it's like real. Three, it's like three yeah. bucks. Three yeah. or four bucks for a, for a decent untreated eight footer. He was selling two by four chunks for twenty five bucks a rip. I was like, you carny hug He me. went to fucking Lowe's and bought that motherfucker. Yeah, dude. And they probably cut it for him too. They did. Oh my god! I want thirty seven fucking three inch pieces. <laughs> Just, just go ahead, give me a four-inch chunk. Yeah. He paid oh. the extra for the cuts. It didn't matter. <laughs> Jesus. Brain jerk two-by-fours on the next merch. Yeah, okay, dude. Just get, get our brain jerk merch. <laughs> two-by-fours, little three-foot pieces, $37. Right, yeah. <laughs> Have a hacksaw stamp in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just burn it in there. Just like a picture of him. That's crazy. Um, but I bet JR that day, and I just sat there. No one was in his line. I was like, I'm just gonna after our fights. I was like, I'm gonna go over. I'm gonna I'm gonna go check it out because I wanted some barbecue sauce anyways. Because I'm a giant Mark. Um, hmm. <laughs> and I walked over and no one's in his line. He's just sitting there on his phone, just on Twitter. I was like, sir, uh, how you doing, sir? Hey, kid, good seeing you. How was your fight? You remember? I don't even remember that. He goes, I was gonna come over there and call it, but I figured you might you might crap somebody else's pants. I might, sir. Absolutely. And he made his man. He watched you do your little. No, he heard it. Oh. Though, that we weren't quiet. Oh, okay. <laughs> we were like we were like twenty feet from his table, ah! cracking each other with kendo sticks, essentially. Right. And uh, he was like, oh, "How'd the fight go? Oh, you know, no one died." <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "Would it be okay if I, you know, uh, bought a T-shirt and a picture and, and maybe picked your brain for a second? He was like, well, nobody in line. Made his manager move. <laughs> this is awesome." So he sat down and talked, and he was like, you know, he was treating me like a fan at first, which is fine. That's 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 how it goes. I was like, hey, I was like, just real quick, because there's starting to be some people here. I don't want your manager to have a coronary. Like, Do you have any advice for me? Said, yeah, take care of your body, take a clean back bump, and take no shit from anyone. Protect yourself, protect your family and your friends, and have fun. If you ain't having fun, why are you showing up? Boom. I was like, oh. That's dope. That's like, thank you, sir. He goes, no problem, man. I'll see you around. Parted ways. And about 45 minutes to an hour later, they announced a, uh, a panel with Hacksaw Jim Duggan and JR. Me and Steve-O were like, we're going to leave. <laughs> we're at the table for a whole, we were booked to be at this table. Like, 
y'all got this? All right, see you later. And we got out of armor, went and sat in this thing. And the, the, the thing he said at the end of it, like there's a bunch of stories about Mid-South and, 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 and uh, Hacksaw being uh, one of the reasons that Kayfabe was uh, murdered uh, because he got pulled over with, with the Sheik and they had drugs and they both got arrested. They were a good guy, one was a bad guy, bad for business. Uh, back, in, back then anyways. He goes, someone asked him, like, with all the stuff that's gone wrong, Wife passed away, and he lost his job with WWE. With all that stuff, like, how do you stay so up? What's what's the? How do you stay positive and all through all this? How many people in this room were active wrestlers? Three of us raised our hand, and uh, he goes, "So you boys know how it is living out of a suitcase?" Yes, sir. Every weekend, you know, extra clothes and gear. And he goes, "I packed a bag every day, almost every day." a lot of years. Do you know what I had to stop leaving room for in my bag, in my carry-on? No. I stopped having room for negativity in my carry-on. Oh, wow. And a light bulb went off of my head. I was like, that is the realest shit I have ever heard. If you leave no room in your carry-on for negativity... All you can have is constructive criticism. Yeah, that's the absolute worst case yep. scenario. For real, yeah. And like, and when, when I was I was seeing you guys online preaching the positivity every day, um, I was like, dude, that's awesome because we hadn't met yet. Like, I knew Josh, I knew Ryan. Oh, we're we're a lot of like you like kitties, you got you <laughs> like your animals and shit, dude. We're and we're big, scary looking motherfuckers, dude. <laughs> we we came from the same fucking tree, dude. I mean, 30, <laughs> 30 miles apart. <laughs> right. Uh, actually, I live in Monroe. All right. Yep. Also, this is your fault. We had to drive out to Toledo. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> and I'm the host, and I got to drive all the way down here, dude. It's bullshit. He was, uh, he was here at 10 a.m. waiting for you. But oh, that, Jesus. But that positive, that positive stuff that we're that we're doing, it's 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 almost well a little bit for me too. So I a little bit of selfishness in it because yeah. like me knowing that like because every day I get somebody new like these good morning posts, I really look forward to seeing these. Mm-hmm. And I really like, you know, just you talking shit or, you know, just whatever I'm doing. And it makes me feel like I'm actually, what I'm busting my ass doing, it's actually working. And I'm trying to get myself happier as I got a little bit of PTSD. I got some some weird shit I'm dealing with. And, and it's helping me actually, I wake up and I got to do something when I wake up. Mm-hmm. And I got I to gotta make sure that I'm a positive person before I video myself i gotta make sure I, that i'm okay you know mm-hmm. like the, he's gotta like, make sure his tea is brewed yeah there i gotta is. brew it i gotta brew it or else i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna release poison out for everybody that, that good morning sweet tea you can help people i'm telling yeah. you that that's what that's what i'm trying to do and everybody at first i was a little bit skeptical of it and then everybody came at me like dude this is really good stuff i, I like it so much i do a nightcap mm-hmm. i've so. been seeing those too and that's the thing you never really understand how like how much effect you could have on somebody just by saying, you know, hey, man, how are you feeling? Yeah, how, I give a shit about you. You don't mm-hmm. know me, but I give a fuck about it. That's why I tell everybody I love them. I don't mm-hmm. care who you are. I love you. Your heart, your heart's beating? Well, so is mine, so I love you. Right, absolutely. There's, there's, not, there, there's so much hate just free-flowing around yeah. the world anymore. It's, it's too easy for me. <laughs> if you want to be real about it, it's, it's just hate's too easy. Yeah, it's way too easy. And positivity, it spreads just like, just like negativity mm-hmm. does. It's boom. You just gotta, you just gotta, you gotta look at the bright. I had to, 
overcome some shit. So I had to look at the positive. Hey, man, I'm a, at least I'm alive. Right. I'm a you little know, fucked least, up. Everything at hurts. At least I made here. it. Yeah, I've, I've been laying in this bed for six months. But hey, man, I'm fucking. Something I, woke you up for a reason. Yeah, I still told my dad to fuck off today, you know, with, or, you know, busting jokes, cracking right, jokes, right. whatever I'm doing. You're still you. Yeah. Even when the bad shit happens to me, like uh, we we were driving around all day one day, and it was just uh, it was a lot of work that we were doing. Just to, we weren't doing a podcast; we were just like spreading our getting yeah, our yeah, foot yeah. in the door. And we were both it was we were both real tired at night and shit. I was like, dude, that fucking sucked today. But then seven days after, like we did what six podcasts, and it's just all coming together. We we busted our ass to make the studio, and now we're oh, just. Yeah. Now, and, and we, we hit up 50 people yesterday, and the, the ones that saw it, all of them said yes. Yeah. We got one no. I mean, I understand, because they don't want to talk you know, about it. They don't understand. They don't know how to get it out there. But you'll come around. You'll, oh, yeah. You, eventually, you want to get your shit out there if you want to get better at what you're doing. Well, I made a joke when we pulled up. Like, as it comes to professional wrestlers in this area, you are scraping the absolute bottom of the barrel. Like, I can tell a story. I love talking. I love talking about pro wrestling. But in this area, in, in a thirty-mile square from where we're at right now, you've got uh, you got two guys who are on Impact Wrestling. You got Rhino and you got Trey Miguel. Trey what? Miguel lives in the city. FYI, I I called you, Rhino. I'm waiting for your message back. He texted you. Didn't call yeah, you. I, I messaged you on Facebook. Yeah, but he's. I like what he's doing. Besides me being a fan when I was a kid. I like what he's doing with that boatyard. My buddy lives out in uh, Bowles Harbor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he's kicking ass. He's doing what he loves, and that's. And I seen him at the DMV, and he was <laughs> getting his picture taken for his new ID or something like that. And I just seen him. I didn't want a fanboy over him, and and I just. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> I fucking know you, bro. <laughs> you know. Well, the, I I ran into him after we left the uh, we left the bar. Uh, I I inadvertently got way too drunk. Uh, I don't drink anymore, so that's cool. For, yeah. <laughs> I intended to have two beers. You had 30? Uh, something. There, there was a credit card involved, and it wasn't mine. Pitchers. Yeah. <laughs> so we pull into IHOP, and, like, there's Rhino and everybody else, except Clint, because Clint didn't give a shit. <laughs> I rarely do. <laughs> but like, everyone's like, is that, is that Rhino? Is that, is that Rhino? And I was like, yeah, man, that's, that's Rhino. I got pee. I stumbled over to the bathroom, and he he looked over, and I was like, "How you been, boss?" I thought I've met him once or twice, you know. I was like, "How you how you doing, man?" He just nodded, pointed to his food, and I'm like, "All right." right. Went to the bathroom, came out, and he's gone. I'm cool. I was like, "Did you you get a chance to say hi?" I was like, "I think kind of." Yeah, I mean that is that's it. Yeah, but like uh, we went. I took my son to both Rhino shows that were in Monroe. Because my boy, my boy's the reason I got back into wrestling, and he's the reason that I left wrestling. Yeah, he plays the WWE right now. Oh yeah, he's a huge. Dude, my grandpa is eighty year old man, and he is a fanboy for wrestling. He watches Thursday night, Friday night. He says he goes, Tyler, you've been watching all the wrestling programs. He's like, you get this cable, you can watch wrestling five days a week, man. Mm-hmm. I'm like, holy shit, dude. Well, and that's the thing. Like, it's, it's almost a job. Right. Because I want to keep up with product. I want to make sure that my stuff's not uh, complete crap compared to everybody else's. Right. But we went to this t- we went to, the, to Rhino's show, and you know my, my kid, he's one of the most fun-loving, active little boys in the world, and he talks to everybody. He definitely got that from me. <laughs> like, 
you know, don't talk to strangers, but they have candy. Dude, yeah. relax. Like, <laughs> I got candy too at home. Right, dude, we got just gotta wait bro. a minute. Come on. <laughs> but uh, I, I, that, you know, so we go to the show, and I was like, "Hey, man, do you want to go meet Rhino?" And he goes, "Yeah, cool." It's before the show. You know, it's before the, the main bell. Uh, our buddy Fat Tony was on that show. Who was in the pre, the pre-show main event, um, and. My kid is obsessed with my buddy Tim, Fat Tony. Uh, because since I've gotten back to wrestling uh, between Fat Tony, uh, Jacob Braun, and Clint, my confidence has turned 100%. You put me over. Don't look at me like that. Look at me in that tone of voice. Right. <laughs> but, uh, like, you know, those guys, uh, I was like, hey, man, Tony's on the show for, for Rhino. Do you guys want to go? To just to see, maybe you know, I could go help tear down or something and go get a good foot in the door. And, right. And, you know, okay. Me, the whole family. So my mom, my mom hasn't been to a live wrestling show since uh, 2007? 2007. And uh, she hadn't, she, she only, only come see me wrestle. It's the first show she's been on where I wasn't on. And uh, so we get there and Pete's just. Quiet. He loves watching the wrestling. He's, he's cheering Pete's for all the guys. Pete's your son. Pete's your son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's just, he's. Because at first I was, you saw called him your son. I was like, who the fuck's Pete, dude? Fat Tony's Tim. There it is. Okay. <laughs> my Peter is big as my forearm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great bar joke. Dude. Terrible bar joke. <laughs> yeah, right. That's a good one. Um, I used to, when we, that was our opening line a lot of the times when it was a adult themed magic show. Uh, See, I want to talk to you about that. That's that's also interesting too. You you're a fucking sword fighter, and you're a motherfucking ma- magician too, dude. Is there anything you can't do? Uh, we also make knives. Yeah, we're yeah. all we're all, we're all <laughs> blacksmithing now. Um, the thing, well, if you really want to break it down, like boiling it down to brass tacks, I get paid to lie to people. <laughs> oh my shit, dude! You're yeah, right. Yeah, you're totally fucking right. <laughs> um, I can do. It's not lying. It's scripted. Well, I mean, yeah. You know, I don't really hate Jacob Braun, but when I answered I his... Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Stop skipping leg day, bitch. <laughs> is this all the stuff you want to say on commentary? Just that's, what, that's what... I'm not allowed to fucking swear on commentary. <laughs> so this fucking guy hasn't fucking lifted a fucking weight in a long time. No, <laughs> I, I love... Jacob Braun, he's literally one of my best friends. Oh, I, I thought just, you were really talking I shit. I just hope he's listening. Yeah, fuck you, Jacob Braun. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to buy your 8 by 10s we're coming to the next show, and tear them up in front of you, 1984-style, brother. Uh, dude, see, when... Before, uh, before he messed up the entrance, he had an entrance. Oh Yeah, I was going to say, if you ain't watching this podcast, and you got your finger up your ass. And then I was, yeah, but then I fucked it up so bad. I'm going to buy you seven yellow bandanas. Because if you talked like that all the time. Hey, I'm brother. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to. I'm telling you, know, you. That was a little non-consensual. <laughs> <laughs> For all y'all that don't do big words, I said he sounded a little rapey. <laughs> non-consensual is a $4 word. I speak in nickels and dimes, okay? So. 
Holy shit. But, uh... <laughs> hey there, brother. You, yeah, I don't... Yeah, I could do it. That oh, yeah. was aggressive. That was better. Now, uh, more aggressive. You, the other you, one was more, like, seductive, trying to seduce... Yeah, that, yeah. that was like, that was like yeah. Macho Man. Hey, brother. You know, I was talking your pants off, or what? I mean, I'm unzipped. Look, <laughs> 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 this is a high table. I'm kidding. It's, well, now it's a party, so... <laughs> I didn't bring the tights today. We're not doing that. Um, But if you go on TikTok, for example, was Brain Jerky on, th- Brain Jerk on TikTok, right? We're, not, not we're uh, we got actually his 12 year old daughter that just did the other podcast today. She, I asked her very nicely if she could do it for like run the TikTok because oh, we don't know how to do it. Okay. Well, I have one. I don't know what the hell I'm doing on it, but if you put out a yellow bandana and did, did Good Morning Hulk Hogan TikToks, I'd watch that shit. Have you ever tried to go in the Juggalo wrestling? Um, Cause at the gathering, dude, they had a fucking real fucking show on there, and you on you being the freak show or the fucking uh, the, di- the the new one, you, made, Wolf. you would fucking you would kill it. Well, I know it's funny. What I used to wrestle for Rude Boy. Oh, really? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Then why aren't you in the fucking gathering? I should have seen you in the gathering, dude. I mean, I, I probably should have been, but I, I'm not. <sighs> they fucking really cut themselves, dude. They they were hitting each other with barbed wire and shit, bro. Those deathmatch guys are fucking insane, and I love them. Um, it's not my particular, uh, to coin the phrase, not my particular cup of tea when it comes to that wrestling. I really enjoy storytelling. Um, Am I your cup of tea? I mean, you might be, Ooh. especially if you do that last bit again. <laughs> but, uh, hey, baby. Be his dad? <laughs> hey, 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 Wooly, it, will you be creepy. my daddy? You have to say daddy. Right. With, without the Y, it, it's just creepy. Well, he calls me dad all the time. I call him dad all the time. He's abusive. He makes me do all this bullshit that I'm doing. Oh, so you're me in this relationship. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so if I sound like an asshole or uh, talk to my dad, he'll he'll clear it up for you. Yeah, I just cut those out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one that makes him sound pretty. If you hear me on Spotify, that's not all real. <laughs> I don't have a censor button in here. Yeah. <laughs> that's added later. <laughs> in there. Yeah, our YouTube stuff. We had, we had a YouTube channel for a long time. Uh, we did a podcast. Plug that in. Plug it in if you guys... Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I guess not. If uh, people start watching, I'll have to start doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was fun for what it was, uh, but it, it did become work. Like, And that's, uh, that's I guess, a warning. Um, we do what we love, so we don't have to work a day in our lives. But the minute it becomes work, is it really as fun? No, that's that like because this I I love this stuff so yeah. me shit this, <laughs> this is work as fuck mm-hmm. but it's work but it's rewarding work I I'm here I'm your job like I, like I came here at ten I probably won't leave out of here until at least two or three from the moment we wake up till we go to bed this is I call him in the morning I send him the morning tea and then I call him in the morning I'm like dude I'm on the highway get ready yeah. And then he tries to always, he always has something to tell me like, hey man, I just hit up some, I don't want to fucking hear it. I'll be there in 45 minutes. You know that. <laughs> His kid today, he ran up to me and she was like, T-Rep, you got to move in here. And I was like, why? And she's like, well, because I want to, I want to stay with my sister. And it was fun last time you moved with us. I was like, and it was, I, I told her to give me three good reasons. And she came up here and told her, I was like, you know what? I'll think about it. So I got her to at least say yes and get out of my ear because she was coming up with real good reasons. Well, she, yeah. <laughs> she really wants him to move back in. Dude, that's, that's, the, that's the crazy thing about having kids. Another side job I used to do was uh, fugitive recovery. Bounty hunter, huh? Yeah. Really? Yeah. 
he couldn't get me into that one. No, no, that was that was all me. Oh, me and Big Hoss. Let's talk about you being a fucking bounty hunter. Uh, it, it, it's it's not really as glamorous. It's not like dog bounty hunter type. It's a lot of sitting in cars and waiting. I am the dog. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I will put the Cartman hat on. Big <laughs> <laughs> That was a good fucking impression, dude. That was good. And the fucking mic sounded really good, dude. <laughs> so, you know, like, everyone wants to assume it's like, you know, kicking indoors. That happened twice in three years. Right. Other than that, it was like, dude, we're coming to pick you up. And he's like, all right. Well, like, I, 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 <laughs> Don't Mon- fuck me up because you're a giant, dude. I don't want to get beat up by like, Ogre today. In Monroe, a lot of people know me. So if I, if, if I get a name, like, do you know this person? Yep. Dude, a lot of people know me, and I don't know you, though. Well, I think as the same spectrum, though. Like, we were, Well, you're 33. I'm 27. Yeah, so you're, you're a big I swear I've seen you at fucking Walmart, man. <laughs> dude, I guarantee it. I love Walmart. <laughs> I, I, uh, I go there all the time. My, my, my brother built a giant smoker, dude. Like a, cool as hell. You, I can smoke you in it. Like I can make a smoked you. <laughs> like, Jesus, me. Yeah. <laughs> Talk slower. Like, dude, we might both be able to fit in there, dude. We'll it have would be to a come r- back to the grilling thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys were bouncers too. Yep. Yeah, that's that, that's the thing. Yet like, another stupid fucking endeavor this asshole drug me into. <laughs> I hate doing shit alone, man. <laughs> it seems like you pull him in a lot of fucked up shit. I do, cause yeah. like, well, well, like with you guys, if you had to make a con- make a conscious decision, like I want someone to have my back in case things get squirrely. Who are you calling? Calling your best friend. My homies. Him. Yeah, he would. Yeah, exactly. He's little, but that motherfucker got some fight in him. Right, I've seen it. He got that bean in him, son. He was head of security, but he was your boss at one point. I put him in charge. <laughs> and then no one fucking listened to me. It was great. <laughs> Good thing I was there, so. No, I, we're, we're sitting here looking strong, man. Yeah, like it's, all, fucking, it's all Japanese strong stuff. That's my, that's my badass voice right there, man. I'm, I'll tell you what. I'll take your ass down to Pound Town, son. That's the funny part. As bouncers, we were the weirdest combination of bouncers <laughs> ever. Like... I thought I, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I would have been hanging out with you guys if I would have been anywhere where you were bouncing because you're funny. That that is exactly like I'm drawn like I'm drawn to you like oh dude, what's up dude? Oh, yeah. We when I, we would bounce like one of us would bounce one of us would DJ but we're always pulling double duty you know what I mean? DJ fucking DJ nobody. Yeah, DJ, <laughs> I was gonna say oh, no. I'm, some I got called up. Some of the girls called me no officer not him. Hey you with the hair. <laughs> got called goddamn it a lot. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> to but, the stage DJ. Oh, God I would be I'd be DJ T Rup. Dope well, yeah. Right off rip, dude. Like that's a thing. No, you you got a dope that's fucking a name. You're about <laughs> time out. That's you, a lie. You my name DJ, is Tyler. I don't have a dope DJ, name. DJ T Daddy Fat Sack. Oh, I am a T Daddy Fat Sack. If you want to go like old times, it's T Daddy Faticus Saticus. You want to go it. Renaissance, you know, like Faticus. Like Mr. Faticus Saticus. <laughs> we are presenting Mr. Faticus Saticus, and I come out and I'm just your holiness. Um, sorry, I used to. Dude, so you know the name's Brain Jerk. I'm, I've been testing out because he's he at first he was not okay with it. I want to call him jerk offs. I'm still not fully okay. Fans, That's like. I want to call fans jerk offs, but I don't want to be like you. You're not a bunch of jerk offs, dude. But like, my name is Brain Jerk, and you like to you can go for jerk off. <laughs> you can go for sponsorship with Jergens. 
<laughs> yeah, just like jerk offs, bro. And then we'll be. So one of my favorite interviews ever was with Corey Taylor, and he said uh, about Stone Sour fans. What do you, uh, you interviewed him? No, no, I, oh. I watch. I watch oh, a lot of okay. interviews. I was like, like, wait a second. To be a good interview, you have to watch interviews to kind of get where beats are going to be, like where breaks could be in conversation. Right. Um, and one of his fav- one of my favorite lines is ever. He's like, well, you got Slipknot fans, you call maggots, right? <clears throat> yeah. What are you going to call your Stone Sour fans? I don't know. Fans. <laughs> and then just stop the conversation. Yeah, Dude. That's how I feel. That's raw. <laughs> Fans. All right, look. I have a beat for and a beat against calling your fans jerk-offs. One, four. I guarantee that there's at least a thousand people who would gladly wear a shirt that says, I'm a jerk-off on the front. <laughs> that's 100%. Yeah. I'd buy that t-shirt. <laughs> I'd get that tattooed on my forehead. On the other, I think fandom names are fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Jerk offs. Now, if you start a Patreon for five dollars a month, they get a I'm a jerk off T-shirt. So your Patreon fans, and and their Patreon fans are the jerk offs. Everybody else is just a fan. We we've put a lot of thought into not having real jobs. If you couldn't tell, (laughs) that's what I'm about, man. Yeah, dude, that's what that's why you're sitting in the studio right now. Fucking worker, ever. Yeah, being your own boss is one of the most like. Most amazing things ever, unless you're a perfectionist. Um, I don't know what the fuck you're looking at me for. Yeah, okay. He just we keeps got, looking at the spider, dude. I like spiders. He he loves, loves, he we got to retake that entire last scene. Why? You blink too much. Yeah. I'm in a Batman mask. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrified of spiders. Well, no, me too. Oh, me too. My, But I just was like, I need a fucking podcast pet, and I don't want to yeah. put one of like anything with water. Yeah. And he had that, and needed. To, he has another one. Yeah, because we got. I've got what nine axolotls downstairs. You know, yep. what axolotl is. I love weird animals. Yeah, Those, uh, I'll show you oh, you done. would love them, you bro. Love that them. would oh, be axolotls are fucking cute Pokemon. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got a bunch. If they're, I'm they're actual to trade. fucking Pokemon. I'm a right. Pokemon trader. Nice. But, but I just got Floki. I named him Floki. Floki. Brother. Yep. And then, uh, dude, those things, those things are so fragile. Mm-hmm. You can like drop them from like your hand and yeah. destroy them. Like legs fall off and shit like that. Uh, my one of my old roommates had a a big ass tarantula. And this one was bigger than my hand. Oh, he'll get big. He'll get about four and a half inches across. Like so, he'll be yeah pretty decently about, sized. About the same size, but this thing loved metal. Like, oh yeah, we put on we put on like uh, Ass Jacked or Hank the Third. And he just start up on the glass. And, ah, I was like, "This thing is awesome!" Right, dude. I hate spider. I wouldn't touch him. You should have like, seen what he would have done to another spider listening to fucking oh, some Pantera or something. Yeah, <laughs> fucking throw, a, throw another on. spider in there and throw a Pantera in there. And that motherfucking tank gets weird, dude. Pantera, dude, that would be some a content idea, but I would hate to do that because I'm not a no, fan of killing any animals. Not. Oh yeah, you're a sweetheart too, just like I am. Yeah, because I can't, I can't hunt. I can't do it. I can't even fish anymore because See, I got no problem hunting I, and fishing. I'll if it's no, I don't have I don't different. have like nothing against it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have nothing against it. And if you do have some deer meat, bring it here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give bring me some. It. Bring it when you because I don't eat red meat. I won't eat cow, but I'll eat a fucking deer. Oh yeah, dude. I'll venison, eat that venison chili. Oh. That motherfucker been eating fucking morale mushrooms. <laughs> fucking. There's <laughs> some good-ass shit out there. See, There's a spot in my backyard the fucking morels grow in all the time. Mm-hmm. I love Can I have it? Oh, never mind. He said I love it. <laughs> he, I mean, I'm sure he'll share. <laughs> I mean, if I find it. some and I happen to be seeing you, I'll bring you some. You but. know what? You know what? You do. You know when you cut the ends off 
like when you soak them and shit like that and you cut the ends off, yeah. all that mushroom water and stuff like that, pour it right there where that shit grows. Right. And because you're, you're planting spores. That's you're, you're basically, that's what you're doing. So I never thought about that actually. Dude, that's, you're planting hmm. spores. The, that's uh, how fungus works. Because you know how, okay, you put them in the bowl of water. Yeah. Shake them too around. Shake them yeah. before you bring them in. You're not going to grow them every time, but you could. Yeah. That makes my, sense. My mom and dad can fucking grow pretty much anything. Like, they, dad was a landscaper, and my mom just loves plants in general. Want that green thumb. Yeah, I can almost, if I if I had the enough, like, the resources to start out, I could probably live off the land. Yeah. But I would definitely want my dad because he's a lot better. I, 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 that, I've always joked, my, my mom has a black thumb. She can kill any plant in the fucking world. Right? Oh, so. yeah, dude. There's some people that just can't, dude. For instance, <laughs> Josh, is, all of his animals just gnaw on the plants, it's dude. It's not me. It's my animals. Well, it's yeah. his animals, but fuck, dude. And it's one of my favorite plants, and I'm about to bring it up to the studio so, <laughs> so it don't. Yeah, I run a, uh, me and my mom run a, a plant business. Oh, got, cool. Not a plant business. Kind of like a succulent business is kind of what it is. One day I, I uh, had a, I had a bad like a bad night, so I went over to my mom's in the morning, had coffee with her. She was repotting plants, so I read I repotted uh, uh, just a succulent and made it look like a flower, like, yeah, like yeah. put a little pot sideways like that and just put like a nice little cute pretty. like a cute little background and shit like that and like nine, 90 people commented was like I'd buy that shit and I was like mom we're gonna make this fucking mm-hmm. this little plant fucking business and now we got like we had to winterize like it took me a week to winterize her whole entire cause she's got fucking we had a whole plant set up outside we're trying to get a uh, greenhouse and shit she really wants to do it oh yeah like okay. she's got vines through her whole entire living room it's just everywhere like she's yeah, got it's dope dude like i think she's got 250 maybe more house plants just yeah, in her just house start hooking up with uh, hook your mom up with the uh, wedding planners bro ever start doing weddings and stuff? oh my god money oh she, could, she money. could grow some good dude she she grew some uh dahlias some black dahlias and some purple the, i think they're all, they're all black dahlias is what i'm thinking but there was a couple more that were like magenta like real darker red mm-hmm. dude her dahlia flowers were fucking spotless dude they were beautiful they opened up perfectly dude i come out there and a bee was fucking his face and that thing dude, like, <laughs> he was just work. loving it dude that that that's what i want to be reincarnated as a bee just 24 hours of face fucking a flower, dude. <laughs> you sure about that? Because you know what happens to the drones, right? Oh, yeah. It's only, it's only 24-hour life. But, dude, if I can face fuck 37 flowers, <laughs> just... I mean, if oh. I could puke honey, I'd be happy as fuck. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's what I'm saying, dude. Dude, you know that if you have bees close enough to, like, an outdoor grow-out, a grow-up, they'll... They'll take the THC and mm-hmm. take it as plant matter, and they stuff it in their fucking their throw up stomach. What they're gonna throw up? They come back and make THC honey. Yep, no pure, joke. the purest. They they make it without doing any. Nature makes right. THC honey. You can't know like what if every bee in that thing hits it all the time because they like it right. over there. You know, you would get like a really potent fucking batch, dude. Put, a spoonful put you to sleep right i've actually wanted to start a hive for a while me too dude that's uh he if he lets me if he lets me i I, i'm read up pretty much about beehives i'm pretty good i know enough about 
doing it because I really want to do it. I'm not even scared to get stuff. I would no, love. I ain't allergic. Fuck them, dude. Uh, <laughs> uh, if a queen, if a queen knows your smell and knows who you are, and then you can save queens next for the next year and shit mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And then if the queen knows your smell and knows your aura and shit like that, dude, you can walk out there butt naked and go go bathe in the honey if you want to. Just don't fuck with them. Even yeah. if they don't know your smell, yep. just don't fuck with them. Because I don't I don't I don't want to smoke them out or anything, but there's a there's a lot actually in southeast Michigan that there's a lot of beehives opening up. Mm-hmm. A lot more people are fucking putting out bees there's it's fucking good we need them we got good bee a bee population here everybody's well, coming back finally <laughs> i see on facebook which is i think it's a good thing everybody's bitching oh my god the bees are super bad this year i'm like dude don't fucking kill them worry about the fucking wasps yeah. and the hornets oh, dude, and the yeah, guy, dude, those ones flying, that, stinging murder yeah you, you fuck them <laughs> bees on the other hand are sweet little beans and they deserve love yeah the, and the honey Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm definitely a bee fan. I'm all for I had bees. To, I had to educate Pete on the difference. Today. Oh, I got a bee tattoo right here. Hell yeah, that's I got, dope. I purposely wanted to get a bird and a bee for the birds and the bees. You know, life on my neck. I wanted to get that. We were, we were filming a what that we were filming a movie. You were doing that fucking yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you're in a movie. It was uh, my my cousin's student go, film. Yeah, my cousin really goes to, well uh, done. But yeah, my cousin goes to Madonna University, and he's uh, his final was to do a, a big full production movie. And he wrote, uh, he's writing the script and the lines, kind of like uh, Josh Brolin's Cable meets John Rambo. Grizzled, older, you know, kind of like, not not military, but like, just like, has has gone through this shit enough. Like, he knows how things work. Post, post-pandemic apocalypse, so he's kind of, you know, life imitating art, imitating life. He goes, I, I, I kept hearing the lines, either Josh Brolin or you. I, ain't, I got fired, I ain't doing shows, go. <laughs> Are you, are you serious? You want to read the script? No, I'm in. I ended up reading the script because you know, I had to memorize lines because I screwed that up. <laughs> you screwed the lines up? Chair shots. Oh, what, yeah. What, were you just a big guy, <laughs> a big scary guy? Well, the the, the, the character basis was um, I was saving a girl whose entire uh, life was trained to be a doctor in this post-pandemic apocalypse. Okay. And uh, it basically You were Mad in, Max? Essentially. like Less leather. Like, <laughs> way more pants, which is dope. All right. <laughs> I, I can make this whole thing make sense. The doctor girl was Peter Parker, and Wooly's character was the Punisher. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. But here, see, the funny part was that's how I saw it too, and we talked about it. I was like, oh, I could bring in all my all my prop weapons and all the all the airsoft guns. I could make this dude look like a bad dude. And that was how we decided we were going to start making knives together. It sure is. <laughs> and uh, so we ended up. You know, he's like, well, we can't have weapons on screen because they don't know you're trained with them all right i get it like and then also it's it's catholic university it's a great school i actually did an interview there for wrestling on their live morning talk show thing great people love them um but they didn't they have a very strict like no weapons policy without proper uh paperwork paperwork takes time time Uh, was not a luxury that we had yeah so we uh decided like all right we'll have made an axe out of a hammer handle, leather twine, super glue, and sheet metal. It wasn't very functional on the axe portion, but the the spike at the back would punch through a dog bone. No way. Yeah, it was gnarly, dude. Yeah, that's sweet. So we made this thing, and I was like, look, can this be in a bag? So you can see it when I'm doing one scene. just want to see it on screen because it's fun, right? Right. 
He goes, yeah, man. And then I remembered there was a fight scene earlier on in the film. We were filming at a later date. I was like, look, if I can't have weapons on screen, I have to be the weapon, right? Right. I never thought about it like that. I was like, give me 30 seconds. It's all I need. 30 seconds on screen, violence for the sake of violence, uh, and dispatching the grimiest dude in this film thus far in the most violent way possible. That way there's no need for weapons later. And then I got roped into helping come up with the choreography. Yep. Because, <laughs> again, they knew I was a wrestler. They knew I was a bounty hunter. They knew all this, you know, he's a bad He's a bad dude. I'm not. I play a bad. I play a tough guy on TV. Look, I'm, I'm a softie. <laughs> I am the down, the big right. bad down. So, like, like well, what do you want to do? Like, you got like, a, one, a one thing. Like, he's going to come in. You're going to grab him. You're going to heat him across the room, and it's over. Have you ever been into a fight, brother? Yeah, that's, yeah. What do you mean? That's how a fight starts. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I was like, let it be a back and forth. Cause he needs to look like he'll do anything to survive. Because I'm, I got him trumped in size by at least 120 pounds. I'm four inches taller than this cat. Right. So let it look like something happens where he gut shots me or he nut shots me or eye rakes me. Because that's some chicken shit moves. You pop somebody in the pills or gouge their eyes like in a real fight, you're not a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know you're, you're the... the uh, the coward in that situation. So, so let him be a coward, but let him get his shots in. And then me and him built the little, we, we timed it out to about 45 seconds in wrestling speed. Cause again, how, he knows how, how fast is that in wrestling? Like, like, what do you mean? Like, uh, there's a, there's a rule in pro wrestling. If you are going, if you feel like you're going too fast, slow down. If you feel like you're going too slow, slow down because it's all about time. It's all about timing and how smooth something looks. Not about how hard you can hit somebody six times in the face. Because by the time the audience, if you could, you could you just pop, 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 right yeah. off six shots, the audience is going to see the first one and react to the sixth one. And so right. none of the shit in the middle is going to matter. Right, so okay. you can make one punch mean what six punches means. Right. So, okay. You know what I mean. So it's 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 a, a little very, bit more chore- choreography <laughs> and shit like that. You but, can make it look yeah a little bit more way set. better well, instead think, of think about a Jet Li fight. How many Jet Li fights have you watched that you remember every move like move for move? None. Not a single one. How does he end most fights? Kicks the shit out of one him. move with that big round the big round kick backwards round kick. Yeah. And he bah to the camera. Yeah. That's the finish. Now <laughs> think about a Jackie Chan fight. <laughs> How many Jackie Chan fights do you think you could remember move for move? None. None. Bullshit. Watch them again. Maybe a couple moves, but... Because they tell a story. Like, the my favorite one for Jackie Chan is the, uh, yeah, the, drunken, Chan. the drunken Ninja Master one. Every fight starts out. Oh, yeah. And he's, he's You're here. right. And then it escalates to him blocking. He's, he's the good guy. I don't want to throw a punch at No. Yeah. And then the, the bad guy will cheap shot him to get over. Right, right. That's yeah. how oh, you're doing the right. You're right. Okay. The way, where uh, where Vicky Guerrero throws in the chair and fucking do picks it up and cracks uh, the champion right. and gets so the champion. If you think about a wrestling match or a movie fight as a real fight, everything makes sense. We've all been in real fights, despite oh, yeah. them being you know, at a bar, at a party, at somebody's house, in the street, <clears> whatever. We've all been in real fights. It doesn't just start with spear tackle punches on the ground. Yeah, no fights start like that, yeah. but it starts at this distance. 
It starts with, I don't like your shoes, bro. Fuck you. My Crocs, dude? Yeah. I'll fuck you up, dude. There it is. I'll fucking come. I'll come across this motherfucking table. No, you won't. This <laughs> microphone's for you, you know what, brother? I'll come across this table and put these Crocs in your butthole, man. <laughs> you know what? I'm cold. Yeah. <laughs> That's his gimmick voice, by the way. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's, it's, very, it's very up here. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it, it's the thing. It's going to build from argument to... Minor altercation, push, 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 push. Or in wrestling terms, chain wrestling. I got you in a wrist lock. Ah, you got me in a wrist lock. I got you in a hammer lock. I got you in a headlock. Yeah, yeah, okay. Till the one to one person goes, mm, fuck this guy. Oh yep. shit. Now we're up here. Now, as a good guy, are you going to all right, good shot. Yeah. Now you're gonna be a little bit more aggressive. You have a story to tell. Right. Every match tells a story. And every story leads to better stories, but involve Big shiny gold belts. There's a lot of stuff Tony I bounce. Bobby, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of stuff I bounce off of him because when it comes to uh, like the supernatural stuff that I really wanted to kind of incorporate, like the the paganism, the bringing in the religious aspects to this gimmick was dangerous because religion's a hot topic and it's one of the most controversial things you can bring in. And trying to stay a good guy while saying, you know, I will, you know. Victory or Valhalla. Yeah, blood, okay. Blood God. Yeah, you know, stuff stuff like, like with the tattoo that I have, the shirt that I'm wearing, it says, it's got, you know, the, the, the wolf paw. I had it tattooed on my on my uh, tricep. Bleed last, die well. It's a it's a berserker code. You'd be the last to bleed, and if you're going to die, die die well. Die, die on your feet. Die yeah, swinging. You know how they got down, though? They mm-hmm. ate a ton of mushrooms and went in there and <laughs> fucked everybody up, dude. Butt-ass naked. Dude, for real, they'd go in there with loincloths, and that's why they only—that's why they only had—they had two two swords. They didn't mm-hmm. give a fuck, dude. Yeah, now, axes. Actually. Yeah, axes. Whatever. Yeah. Now the funny part was, I was doing some research on this, and like in in the quote unquote Viking culture, guys like me and you, we'd be considered, we'd be considered giants. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because the average Viking was five foot seven. Yeah. Oh yeah, we'd like, be I'm, monsters. I'm six one. That's me. Average height in the 1800s was five foot seven. Vikings yeah. are well before that. No, it's just. It's but just, they were big for then because everybody else was five three. They were farmers. Think about that. They had to be strong. You're right. They, they were they were hunters and they were they were farmers. They lived off the land, so they had to be relatively strong. They had to be, I don't want to say bloodthirsty, but they had to have the ability to use weapons or u- use implements of destruction. Yep, and then they um, went west and got fucking mauled by the Christians. Yeah, well, we did some, mal- we did, did some <laughs> oh, mauling back. Can we not? <laughs> Thoughts. <laughs> this got me in trouble on that movie set, by the way. Because this is what I was really dabbling hard, like to, to make that the switch from uh, from Catholic or from uh, Christianity to Norse paganism, and like I was doing a lot of research, and my brain wasn't in the right place, and I kind of came at somebody that I shouldn't have come at sideways about some stuff. And it was, it was you're, rough. You were about to sacrifice him to Odin. No, son. no, no. It was just like, no, do not ever make a sacrifice to Odin. <laughs> Please don't. He's going to want, he, <laughs> pick a God that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you ask Odin for help, you're expecting to die. And you oh, okay. just want to take some yeah. people with you. I just want to go, go, Take a group with me. Well, if you think, and then one of my favorite things I, I read was, uh, you'll never hear somebody who who does uh, pray to Odin say, "Odin, save me." You're gonna get your ass whooped. Bring your fucking merch, dude. I want to see what. Uh, what, oh, what, you got, what two finished now? Let me talk about the. Let's talk about the knives. You guys are blacksmiths, then. Half, not entirely. We're working on. You're it. you're 
your backyard backsmiths yeah, right we're, now? Yeah, we're finishers at this point. We can buy blade blanks, and then we'll take... Uh, Getting to the point where we can make our own blade blanks. Yeah, that's, They're just that's, not forged. They are tempered and heat treated. Yeah, but. they're just not we're, not... we're not taking raw steel and hammering it out yet, because uh, forges are expensive. But we're, get, we're getting there. Um, so we'll take, we'll take blank steel, cut, draw out of design, and cut it, cut it out. And then he'll grind it to, uh, to bevels. And I'll start working on handles and filler materials. So we'll, and between the two of us, we'll have a finished knife. And, oh, really? Yeah. Like I you got two done so far. Are you, are you going for the pagan type look or anything like that? On or? some of them, I want to have, I, I want to make a sax. Uh, a sax knife, just because I think it a it'd be a really easy cut because the blade, huh, like, yeah. that's the angle at the top of the sword. Yeah, I or, like whatever looks good. Yeah, personally. right. We've done we got we got blanks cut out for at least one competition chopper right yeah. now, and we got uh, a couple of blanks drawn up for axe heads and um, fillet knives. Oh really? Yeah, fillet oh, knives yeah, are dude. difficult. You have to use very. Very thin, springy. You guys, steel. so you guys, do you guys have a forge, a little makeshift mm. forge? No, well, not yet. That, that's uh, you know, we could do it. They're pretty easy to to, to do it yourself. I have all the know? shit. I just don't have what I need to get it all stuck together in a way where it won't fall apart. Yeah, well, right. we actually, maybe able to fix that. Uh, Haas picked up a welder today, so we could probably weld that up. And like, whoop, whoop. Yes, sir. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> um, and that's that's the thing. Like, it's just, it's something I had interest in. I watched a lot of Forged in Fire. And I was like, "That show's awesome." Yeah, I was like, "I wonder if I could like do that." And then I went and bought a belt, a belt grinder, a belt sander, a disc sander from Harbor Freight. And I was like, "If I buy a blade blank, and I buy some cool wood, I wonder how long it'd take to like do." That. And I was a fucking idiot. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, I need about this shape, and we'll just use a whole." I used a hand drill, a hacksaw, and the handle. I shit you not, was just a just a brick of wood. Uh-huh. I can I can sand this down, so like you know, and one of the things that I was we were, went to a gun knife show and I saw these blade blank knives. Like I, I could see the blade blanks for sale two booths down, finished with a decent sheath for like a hundred and ninety bucks. Mm-hmm. The blade blank cost eight dollars. Well, now you just gave everybody else your secret. Godspeed. No. <laughs> right. Yeah, it ain't as easy as. But you it's think like because it everybody. Everybody wants to do a podcast, but nobody wants to throw four mics in a fucking room with a right. built computer just for editing. Yeah, no, no one wants to put the work in. Yeah. One of my favorite sayings, again, circling back to pro wrestling, is do the work. Cody Rhodes had that on his weightlifting belt for AEW the first couple of shows. And again, Cody Rhodes, I met his brother Dustin. I talked, I met his father, Dusty. And I hadn't had a chance to meet him yet. My, uh, my favorite Autorama story actually involves my dad. Uh, you guys ever, you guys ever been to Autorama before? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you know how they have, like, one big name? Like, they, I think they had Shawn Michaels there one year. They had yeah. Undertaker there. Yeah. Goldberg was there, right? Well, this year it was Taker. I was, like, I don't know, it was 10 or 11. So, like, Taker was the fucking man. Newsflash, he still he is. He still is, right? Dude, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, we got to go meet Taker. It was a three-hour wait to get a fucking, how you doing, kid? Right? And my dad was like, Sean, I know, like, that's a three-hour wait. There's only four hours left of the show. Like, I don't want to leave you here. He goes, but isn't that guy on wrestling, too? And he pointed over to, like, a, a little fucking little fucking six-foot table, little black tablecloth, four bush lights, Bald dude, real tight jean shorts, black t-shirt, goatee. I was like, 
I think that's Stone Cold Steve Austin. And we're like 40 yards from the table. And there is like three people there. I'm like, why is no one? That is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Again, I'm a kid. I run over. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, you, <laughs> you look short as shit. Look at that. I'm like, I don't think that's him. Dude, he looks at the picture of Steve. Looks back at the guy. Oh, that's got to be him. Dude's like 5'9". I'm the same height as this cat. <laughs> right. Dad, no, no, that's probably They all look bigger on TV, Sean. They do, dude. I walked over, and I was like, all right. Hi, because he was signing everything Austin 316. I'm like, lit. This is, all right, this has got to be, because he charged him 40 bucks for an autograph. I had saved my allowance to get an autograph from a wrestler at that point in my life. Right. And I, I dropped the 40 bucks and I, I don't get the goddamn up to the whole, the whole yeah. bit, right? Can I get a hell yeah? yeah? I was like, this is fucking cool. He gave me a root beer and did the, the picture and the whole. So like for 40 bucks, that was a hell of an experience. And I walked back and then I, I was like, dad, that, that was the coolest thing. And dad looks at the picture and he goes, who the fuck is even colder, Mike Austin? <laughs> You're a fucking liar, dude. Ooh, even negative. colder, Mike Austin. Yeah, dude, some cold Steve Austin impersonator. I got worked for 40 bucks at 10, 12 years old, 10, 12 years old. Yeah, but you had a great time. That's the thing. Yeah, I was like, the experience was cool. My yeah. dad did not give a fuck. Yeah. Not a single fuck. <laughs> He's like, how much How much did he charge you for that, Sean? All 40? Come with me. Okay. And we fucking trot back off. And I and I hear, hey, motherfucker. I'm like, oh, no, this man's in danger. <laughs> he used the dad voice. Because huh? my dad had a magical power to make beers appear out of fucking nowhere. I'm not sure how he got Was he stone cold? I don't know. If he's some kind of beer ninja, there's some stories there we can get back on to later. Um, we actually were working on a trick for that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I hear a beer pop, and I'm like, oh, hey, motherfucker. And every head kind of goes, why is it? My dad was 5'10", 225, jacked, bodybuilder his whole fucking life. So he was 50 years old, arms out to here, that just vain. Like, he looked like every gym rat you ever saw in your entire life at 50. Right. Ooh. Yeah, bro. Beautiful, he, man. He was jacked. So, like. I'm gifted with good with good genes. Like, <laughs> so I, I, he, he, who the fuck is Mike Austin? And Taker's head turns. I'm like, oh no, we bots to have a rumble, uh-huh. and and Taker kind of goes, oh shit, and this kid, I don't get does the right, whole bit, right? And <clears throat> this this Stone Cold Austin impersonator. <clears throat> Oh, I wasn't signing them Stone Cold Steve Austin. He goes, yeah, fuck, but you're charging Stone Cold Steve Austin prices, you son of a bitch. My dad may have been Stone Cold Steve Austin, actually. Don't think about it. Oh. So, <laughs> I go to hell, yeah. What? Oh, it's <laughs> my favorite. Dude. What would you say? Sorry, son of a bitch. <laughs> yes. More gravel. <laughs> More gravel, dude. This Gar- dude's a fucking brain. <laughs> but, yeah, so, like... Long, long story long, I got the 40 bucks back. Dude apologized, and Dad took his beers at Autorama. <laughs> That's cool, bro. 
that's my life. Just sweet, a series dude. of fucking punchlines. Your dad was Stone Cold Steve Austin. By there, the way. Dude, there were more times I heard him call somebody a Millie Mouth son of a bitch. Like, I didn't know what the hell it meant. Nothing. N- none of the insider terminology you hear in the wrestling world has any big secrets to it. Okay. Yeah, I try to pick, even when I watch the WWE, anything, I try to watch to see if I can see. And then. Like, as an adult watching it, like, as a kid, it was just, you're my superhero. Yep. Fucking, yep, yep. Well, I love this. I didn't see any of the mistakes as a kid. No. Never yeah. Did. I, I see I, all of them now. They yeah. were fucking fighting like a motherfucker. I look for the mistakes now, and then I just say, when I see something, dude, they fucking acted that out fucking great. They they went to get, and then, like he said, it was like a dance. Mm-hmm. It's like a fucking dance, dude. It really is. Like, when you really see it, there's a lot of fucking planning. These motherfuckers are doing a lot. Of, a Hurricane Rana just, just... I don't think there's as much planning as you think there is. A lot of the big well, league guys... Well, you know guys, more. A lot of the big league guys call it in the ring. I love doing that, man. Really? Mm-hmm. Freestyle. Huh? Freestyle well, wrestling is... That's why they're, they're where they're at. Where are we going to start? Where are we going to finish? We'll figure out the rest in the ring. Yep. Because wow. they're that good. So you guys really chore- choreograph yours then, or I? Wooly doesn't like to pre-plan. I have we've discussed before my memory issue. Um, one of my favorite guys to wrestle was uh, Caesar Asher. He, we had matches that he was like, "I want to do this and then that and then this and then this and then that and then we'll break here and do this and do that." And brother, I am going to forget like ninety four percent of this. I only know that you win, dude. That's all I got. Uh, all, all that. <laughs> Like that's, that's that's one of the things I used to ask when I was real young in the business, and like I, sh- I didn't have the years on me to be to be asking this back then. All right, where are we going? Cool, I'll figure out how we get there in the ring, kids. See you out there. Right. Yeah. Which two to, to two guys who like me and again me and Braun, me and Tim, we I could go. All right, so you, all right, you're up. Uh, knee, knee. All right, see you out there. We know we're going to start with shit talk. And that, to me, like, that's where the magic happens. Because all you know is X dude does X thing and wins the match. Now, I've got to take, you know, anywhere from seven to 7,000 people on a fucking roller coaster ride. And and you're you're guiding it. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, We're driving that train. Yep. And between me and the guy I'm working with, or you know, this tag team and that tag team, everyone has to get their shit in. Everyone has to look good. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 really a delicate. It's a it's a. And it's got to go oiled. It's got to be a well oiled machine. I'm putting my life in your hands. You're putting yep. your life in my hands. And let's make some fucking money. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's you know, I'm I'm let's destroying. I'm murdering kayfabe live on air. But it was like, already dead. Yeah, I know. But Jim Cornette's gonna fucking hate me. Fuck him. <laughs> Dude, so what what company is that uh i wrestle right now primarily for uh imperial wrestling entertainment and the michigan wrestling uh, organization those are the two that i'm i'm really uh heavily involved in uh tomorrow i am going to be driving th- riding three and a half hours with uh my hoss fight brother uh rick cartier and uh we are going to ehf in warsaw indiana i'm also doing another podcast tomorrow <laughs> nice really yeah S- yep. that's Stay cool busy man well, uh, How many I, podcasts have you done? Like just being uh, like including I, ours. Yeah, back inclu- in the yeah. Day or? You guys do a lot of. We them did. Or? We did one a week for almost two years. Like we would go on and find like all the Marvel. 
comic book uh, or Marvel Cinematic Universe news and go, oh, dude, Channing Tatum's going to be Gambit. And there'd be, dude, fuck Channing Tatum. Like, and then there's me like, I really hope he doesn't screw that up because he's from Louisiana. Right. That'd be cool as shit. Yeah. Because I'm painfully optimistic 90% of the time unless I haven't had coffee. You know, that that, that whole that whole deal, we, it was me, him, Amy, and we had a rotating fourth for a long time, be it Cobble, be it Zach, be it Jace. Brady. Yeah, Brady. We had a, had a rotating fourth. A lot of it was just us being us on air with the volume turned up. I wasn't wrestling then. I hadn't gotten back into it. But I always, I always talk about how, oh, when I used to wrestle brother, brother, that ain't how shit used to work. And, oh, talk about that on air. Use that on air. Save it for the podcast. You're right. That's what we were <laughs> doing to you when yeah. before you were you were firing been, you were you were firing out of the fucking van when I went and met him. I, was, I, I started been talking, telling him to save it for the yeah. podcast forever. Yeah. I'm okay. a fan. I'm a fan to know everybody's story. Like I think this is the coolest thing ever that I can just hear people's story. Like, do you do that? That's interesting. Tell me about. It. I can talk to fuck. I'll talk to a cat. Right. Oh yeah. I don't give a shit. I'd What's rather up? talk to a cat than a person. You're pre- okay, you're right. But I'll talk to anybody. I don't care. This is the best fucking podcast ever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool as fuck because I get to like get the inside scoop about the fucking wrestling yeah. and the motherfuckers like, well, let me fix that shit, for man, you. We've watched since we were kids too. Well, oh, that, dude, my favorite is Undertaker, Rey Mysterio. WWF when I was a little kid. I could watch WCW, but my bedtime was nine o'clock. Yeah. Well, dude, the wrestling has shaped my entire life, and that, that sounds really broad to say but like i saw this i saw Shawn michaels versus bret hart when i was a kid i I rented a video from the library and i was like oh what is what is wrestlemania let's figure out oh this this looks cool and of course like my dad old southern cat oh it's much dudes in tights rolling around i'm like oh but it's really cool fight scenes for like three and a half hours yeah oh yeah i'm gonna watch this and it, you know, and then I would go back to the library and find older stuff, newer stuff, you know, different companies. It's like a living comic book, though. Yeah. You're, you're a fan of comic books, so oh, you would. Yeah. That's what it is. It's a real life comic book. Yeah. And I, all right, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking ha, side job for uh, one, one, one quick second. Um, I told you, wrestling shapes my entire life, or has shaped my entire life with how stuff works. Um, so like no, I'm not a comic book fan. When right. I was when I was uh, when I first got in and was wrestling in my hometown, I wrestled under a mask. We, told, we talked about that earlier. We did a Halloween show. Uh, it was two days before Halloween, and we told anybody who comes in costume gets uh, I think it was free entrance, walking free. It was only a five dollar ticket, but if you come in a costume, you're in free. Right. And I used to do a thing where I would uh, the boys called it buying my fans. I'd buy costume versions of the mask that I would wear in the ring. I bought the the pro versions so I could wrestle in them. I bought the costume version, but I'd come out and do the Rey Mysterio thing. I'd have my mask on underneath, the whole blue gear or whatever. I'd have a, like a pink or a purple mask on. Come out and do the entrance, come out to attray you and shit. Yeah! Right, and I'd tear, I'd take the first mask, pull the first mask off, and I first time I did it, I threw it to a fan in the back row. And it was the Arthur Leslow Center on the east side. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't a huge venue. There was like 200 people there. Threw the mask off, and it was a mob. They didn't give a shit about the match, you know. Did that, you know, so the, the owners were like, hey, just just give it to a kid. Don't don't throw it. They almost killed each other. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Fast forward three four, four, three, four months, I'm handing out masks. You know, picking a kid, doing the, you know, thanks for coming out, bro. Yeah. Put the mask on them. Because that, that's a moment. That makes moments. 
And then like, I now was, you made a fan. Those kids, you made a fan yeah. of wrestling in general. Not only a fan, it's deeper than that. Yeah, that like you know, it's a connection with like he, he's going to be you yeah, now. They're they're so. cheering. They're oh, you're our guy. I'll give him you know, here's it's a ten dollar mask, brother. Love you. Thanks for coming out. I'm gonna do my thing. They come up. Hey, can can I get a picture? Can you, can you have an autograph? Absolutely, do that. And get your brand out there. Yeah, absolutely. And well, I mean, less than that, or more than that. Um, these kids that were paying five dollars a ticket. Like our deal for there was, you would give the center sixty five tickets. Anyone who comes to the center who can't afford the five dollar ticket, you give them one of these. So sixty five bucks or sixty five tickets at five bucks a pop. Right off the rip. They didn't charge us to rent the place because we were helping the kids who had nothing better to do on a Saturday night. They could be out doing God knows what in Monroe. That's really good. Like, hey, come see some free wrestling, bro. Like, please. Halloween show happened. I had given out probably a dozen masks at this point. And the kid walks up in blue board shorts, a black T-shirt with free show written on it, and one of my masks to match. Oh, shit. And his sister walked up. Him and his sister dressed up like Freak Show and Miss Trist, and they walked up and like, "Thank you, thanks for what, bro? We're just we're just setting the ring up, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know. I had the mask on and set the ring up and stuff, and I was like, well, thanks for thanks for what, man? Was, no, like, you gave us something to believe in. Like, I want to be you when I grow up. That's you, fucking. That's deep. That's he goes, sweet. Because you don't, you know, you get beat up. Like you, you defend this town, you defend the people, you defend us against these people who are running their mouths and." I want to stand there. I want to fight for something. I'm not sure what it is. This kid was like seven, eight years. He was my kid, my son's age. All right. I want to be just like you when I grow up. And that's when it hit me, like, how much we were affecting some of these fans. Impact, dude. Yeah, like, I, I didn't have the heart to tell Because even kid, an like, amateur show or this, like, you know, yeah, amateur man. company doing it, a kid still, that's real fucking yeah, life, dude. That's the superhero aspect. Yep. But this kid didn't know that I had to pick which bill not to pay. I had to pick whether I was having a pack of ramen or four Ritz crackers for dinner. I was 260 pounds. I had like an ab and a half, bro. Couldn't eat. I was starving. I was The lights couldn't barely stay on. We were, we were couldn't keep our heads above water. It was terrible being me for a minute. You know, I had their time, three hours. I wasn't, you know, Sean who couldn't keep the lights on. I wasn't, I wasn't Wooly who was battling depression. I wasn't, right. you know, I was freak show. And these kids you were had, a fucking. These you kids were, had a fucking hero. You were a legend, like yeah. to them. Like I used to, I, when I when I lost the mask, I made hats, and I, the one kid, I really want to. He he's a mentally handicapped kid, and he's like, I really want a hat, but I don't have any money. And I was like, fuck it, take one. I don't want to. Uh, uh, that's how you make money. Sure is, man. I have ten hats. You have none hats. Have a hat. Yeah. One hat sale is not going to make me or break me, bro. A fan, you you get a fan forever, dude. You, you we get that personal that personal connection and shit like that. I saw that same dude uh, nine years later at Meyer gas station wearing that fucking hat. He still has it. That's what's up. That's yeah. fucking dope, dude. So like, you know, I, I got into this business because I loved professional wrestling because I knew what hooked me. Right. I stayed in professional wrestling because I saw the impact we were having on people. Because a lot of these people who are paying the five ten dollar tickets to go see the local shows. You know, maybe they're humongous fans who love every aspect of wrestling. Maybe right. they, they go see NXT whenever it's Even love the hustle of just right. every type right. of wrestling. Yeah, they just love the game. And there's, you know, there's some people who um, who can't afford the $40 ticket to go sit in nosebleeds at Detroit 
to watch SmackDown on the TV crowded. Yeah. And now we're in a pandemic where you can't have fans there at all. Right. So, like, back then and, and even up until all this corona stuff hit, like, there was an opportunity for us to to be the heroes or the villains that these kids really wanted to see. Looked up to, talked about, had something to talk. Yeah. They couldn't go see Adam Cole in the Undisputed Era. They had Jacob Braun. They couldn't go see Samoa Joe. They had Corey Kerr. They couldn't go see the Viking the Viking uh, War Raiders. You know, they had team ratings. Uh, you know, and, you know, it was really eye-opening when some of them went, you know, you're our heroes. Yeah, it makes you feel good about yourself. Like, oh, yeah. Like, this is for a reason. So, like, that, that's why the term fake, like we talked about before, bothers me on a cellular level. Those feelings those fans have are not fake. Yeah. They never have been. Oh, yeah. You know, even as an adult, when you can go, like, the, the match that hooked him back in was Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura from NXT is Shinsuke's debut. Okay. He and was dope. To this day, it's one of the only matches I've ever liked. Yeah. <laughs> and he called wrestling matches. <laughs> That's Shinsuke. He's, I heard of him, yeah. Strong yeah. style. Yeah, the king of strong style. And, I mean... You know, that, that's the stuff I like to watch wrestling now. Like, I watch it in a totally different way. I love, I still love just sitting there with my little with my little guy watching wrestling. Like, we watched, I think, nine matches of War Machine today, like back to back to back to back to back to back. He's like, I like that Viking thing you're doing, Dad. Are there, are there any other Vikings in wrestling? Funny you should ask, child. Right. You're the War Raiders. Like, Ray Rowe wrestled in Cleveland. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, NXT, Johnny Gargano. Cleveland. Dude, out of Toledo. He was on Northwest Ohio. Oh, yeah. I used to watch Gargano on the fucking local channels when I was at work. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Because I worked yeah, midnights at a group home. He was on Northwest Ohio Pro is there a big? Is there a big uh, wrestling scene out here? Because local, local. Re- wrestling, pro- big wrestling scene down is there here? A couple, there's a couple oh, comp- bro, there's companies. A, yeah, more than a couple. Um, in Toledo alone, I don't... Th- Three or four that are running. Do they have their own, their own rings, their own crews, their own? Yeah. Or they just run around and put them on? Or is well, it just like a? Do they have a? Place? Normally, the promoters will stay like in Toledo. Like, let's, I think he's talking about specifically a home venue, venue wise, yeah. like a oh, home, like a main office. Yeah, a lot of them do. Okay. Um, like uh, the ones that the ones that really uh, that want it bad enough will have their warehouse where they got their ring, their locker room, all their stuff set up. But some companies are like, hey, I can get this Knights of Columbus Hall. I can get this FOP Hall. I can get right. this dude's dope-ass barn. Like, and we have a couple trailers full of shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and we got a backyard over here. Right, and that, yeah. that's how it is. That's how it's been the last couple of months. Like, you want to talk about A backyard co- comedy shows, too. That's, oh, yeah, that's dude. That's what was happening to do. Concerts, yeah, so how has shows? COVID messed up the... That's how COVID's been messing up the... Oh, I fucking love it. Yeah, he's, 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 had, he's had months off. Um... For me, it triggered a lot of issues because it went from, again, and this is going to sound super fucking egotistical. It went from being, um, I get to go play superhero on the weekends to, hey, go to work, asshole. Yeah. Oh, man, this, there's, there's no. This ain't fun. Yeah, there's, there's no, like, there's no, nothing to look forward to. I can't go. I can't and, even go pissed. Last week, I was somebody's hero. Yeah. <laughs> Like, people were asking for my autograph. Like, 
this this sucks. Now people are asking <laughs> you to go grab that box. Yeah, over there. like could you go lift that car? Yeah, sure. I oh. had the exact opposite problem. I haven't been as clear headed uh, and level as I ever as I have over the last seven months. Yeah, there's a lot of response. He's a, he's the head of production. He does a lot of production stuff. Uh, like, so imagine setting this up ringside. Oh, that was his job, bro. With no help. Yeah, but almost by himself, almost every time. Because every time I get somebody trained, I leave. Yep. Josh is doing that same thing. He's the brains behind the whole yeah. situation. It's stressful. Yeah, I just you learned get how to leave to... this shit set up. <laughs> All right, yeah. right. For me, it's okay. Uh, get up at four a.m. Shower, shit, and shave. Get in the fucking car. Shotgun a monster, because otherwise you're going to die. You slept for 45 seconds. Cool. Now, drive out to Adrian and pick up Danny. All right, cool. Come all the fucking way back to Monroe to get Sam and Wooly. Now, let's go to fucking Houghton Lake. You've been in the car for five and a half hours, and you still got like eight hours of a show to do. Uh, it's, oh, it's, yeah. Yeah, like the one part I don't think a lot of guys uh, take into consideration for... for People on our level, um, like longer, farther drive times, is it's twenty hour day. Right. Oh yeah. Oh it's yeah. A, it's a twenty hour day for him. Yeah. I will not see my bed for a solid twenty four hours on a show day, and I hate it. And it makes me go through horrible depressive cycles. And the last six months have been wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> and for it's it's weird how we're on the same show. We're best friends, and like the 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 COVID hit different. Like he got time off, time with his wife, time with his, you know, with his book, comic books. I had regular time, books, video right. games. I've had time to sit at the and I, I capitalized on the opportunity. It took me a little while because I got laid off and that depression hit. And one day I woke up, I was like, "What the what the fuck is wrong with me, bro? Like, I got the world by the balls right now. I get to hang out with my kid every day. Right? <laughs> you know how good I got at Fortnite." <laughs> dude my dad just got a second win the other day sent sent me a picture he said another one bitch nice. <laughs> and and he just likes to play with my niece yeah. his granddaughter and stuff because that's what she i, I want to hang out with my granddaughter a little bit more what right. do they fucking do you know and he's been playing it and then i've been catching him playing it solo <laughs> the motherfuckers just got some free time he comes out and plays it solo this motherfucker sending me wins that he's getting i'm like dude this is dope and with like seven or eight kills too Hell oh yeah. dude i think the second one he had he had i think it double digits i just hide until the end and come out at, at the oh end yeah just hoarding ammo and shit yeah. that's how i play too <laughs> the three guys left okay let's get it all right here we go he comes out of the bush that he's been in the whole entire team <laughs> he gets 500 bullets and he just sits <laughs> wait for it i'm that sniper guy oh dude i love play. i love playing like i love playing sniper on fortnite and i love playing heavy gunner where he's got like three assault rifles yeah, my little Fire. my little sister's actually really really good like not really really good but she don't know how to build but she's she comes out here she comes out here and she really she likes playing she just comes and puts in like six or seven fucking games and she's yeah, out yeah. but she just wants to get down with it every once in a while oh that, yeah man that, that's how we got my dad onto it dude shit i'll let him play it he's plays it with his grandbaby and yeah. they got wins i mean come on well when this when all the pandemic shit hit and pete couldn't go to school we were had a talk conversation on like, man, how are we gonna get him to like socially interact? And I remember like he has a Fortnite account, dumbass. So if my friend's kids play, I'm like, hey Pete, this is my friend Seth's kid. His name's Kane. 
He plays Fortnite. You want to play with him? Is he nice? Yeah, dude. Okay. Yeah, make yeah. That, you need that socialization. Yeah. You do. So how is it? How is it like at home? Like the the COVID. Like is it weird? Is it weird? Do you feel weird? Like uh, having to do it at home? Like or, or are you guys just? Well, and that's the thing. Like that's that's the thing. When I got laid off, I was like, man, this does kind of suck. Like the extra money's dope, but like I ain't right. doing much. And then I, was, I realized, like, hey, dumbass, help your kid. Yeah. He has to do all this online school and stuff. He yeah, now you got the, all this free time. You can yeah. fucking really focus on what what you're doing and what you're teaching him and shit like I'll that. I'll put it to you like this. My, he, he's such, he, he's so much like like me. Like, all right, I got to get through X, Y, Z, and double A before I can play video games or go outside and play with the RC car Uncle Travis got me. Hmm. And I, I just see him kind of go, okay. All right, I have to do online classes at this time and this time, right, Dad? Yep. My work's done. It's 9.30. Yeah, dude. They have, like, hour breaks, his his kids do. Oh, yeah, it's nuts. I was like, like, what do you mean your work's done? Where does he he go? uh, Airport. Airport, okay. Yeah, he's he's over at airport. Is it all online? They had the option this year. Did you do it, or Uh, he goes to school? They had the option, uh, and me trying to be a progressive parent, I guess, I was like, hey, man, like, what do you think about going to school face to face or going to school online from home? Leave it up to him. Yeah. yeah and he thought about it. He goes, dad, like, I don't like having a mask on for more than like an hour, hour and a half. And I was like, yeah, he goes, I know that. I know that I'm going to mess with it. And I, and I can put myself at higher risk for whatever this thing is. Yeah. And let's face it, dad, other kids are kind of gross. <laughs> oh, dude. That. Fuck. Other yeah. Kids are gross. I was like, Brother, that was the most structured argument I've ever heard come out of your tiny little face. Yeah. <laughs> he, he hit it with logic. And I was like, you know what? I got to reward that behavior. I was like, if you want to do online learning. Do whatever you want, yeah. I was like, we'll do online learning. But once Daddy gets another job, like it, it might be a little hard. He just goes, Dad, I've heard you say this before, and I think I finally know what it means. I'll burn that bridge when I come to it. Boom. Almost yep. like. Okay. It's, it's <laughs> cross <laughs> that bridge. That's my boy. Bullshit it is. <laughs> And I was like, "All right, man. If that's how, that's how you want to do it, like you're you're making good decisions. You're making, you know, you're doing you're doing good. Get send it. Let's go." He goes, are you, "Are you serious?" Like, yeah, yeah. So I use I use this pandemic to really kind of get closer with my little with my little guy and 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 try to be I try to be what he deserves me to be. Dude, you want to talk <laughs> about comics? You mentioned them about thirty times. I I, I get like down. Comics. What what do you like, DC or Marvel? I have a preference overall for Marvel, but I like DC too. Like, oh yeah, okay. That's I, uh, like Batman and fucking like John Constantine is my favorite DC character. Oh, really? Yeah. Dawn of X, House and Powers of X, uh, Immortal Hulk. <laughs> Immortal Hulk has some very real moments. Very real. What's moments. your favorite storyline? Old Man Logan. Of uh, all time for Marvel. Ooh, or of all time out for all of Ooh. them. Uh, that's a big fucking toss up between Old Man Logan. The, the shit they got on with Immortal Hulk now and uh, World War Hulk. World War Hulk, is, I like that one. Yeah. I do. World War Hulk was fucking nuts. I wish they would have done that in the movie. They would He would have took over that war planet. I wish they would have just named it right. <laughs> planet Hulk. Thor, Thor Ragnarok. Do you mean Planet Hulk? Yeah. Planet Hulk. To be fair, if they had done it properly, we would not have gotten... But Big Monster, which is the, the greatest thing that's ever happened in a Marvel movie. I think the best guy is the Rock dude. 
He's like, hey, this is Chuck. He's uh, he's real <laughs> hey, nice. And Hey, I'm Cork. He's like, oh, bye, new Doug. <laughs> and we wouldn't have got him because yep. Cork in the comics was a bad motherfucker. Yeah, he was, too. 100%. Yeah, but he was, he was 100%. I'll tell you what. That motherfucker's badass. I mean, for, for fuck's sake, mate, it ain't like Korg would have shown up and been Australian. Like, right. oh, good day, let's put another shrimp on the... No, Korg would have been like, hey, let's go kill these motherfuckers. Right. Ugg, oh, ugg. okay. Ugg, ugg, fight. I think they did a pretty good job on, like, making their own yeah, little twist on it. Yeah, it was definitely a character, character piece for sure. I, I like, dug I it. I like how it's a lot of humor and shit. Yeah. You know, I... Uh, Just random spurts of humor, like like... Captain America. I think Captain America is funny as fuck in all the movies. I have to give Dave Bautista props. Dude, he's his he's a good Drax. Is fantastic. Yep. Drax, he is. him as an actor, as Drax, perfect. Because he only he only has to say five words of fucking. Uh, Nothing goes uh, over my head. My reflexes are too good. Yeah. <laughs> like part of me was like, if you weren't in makeup, I'd believe that. So yeah, like, he's like, I'm not. I'm standing still. She can't see me. I'm standing. Still. You're standing right there, bro. He's doing the art of what he's doing. The art of silence. I'm standing still. She can't see me. I can see you, Drax. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> I've practiced for years. I can stand as still as a statue for hours. <laughs> yeah. My buddy Verdi had a uh, campaign online. He was doing Slay the Day, which is just invoking positivity through a lot of stuff. Right. Why this pandemic hit, and I was like, "Man, this motherfucker knows what's going on." But he's got really crazy long hair, and he also had like a his body transformation inspired me when I got back into wrestling at four hundred plus. I saw myself in tights. If you, ever you were the Big Show, bro, I was well, I, I was fat Big Show at six foot one. Like you I was were, like, you I was, were the Chode oh, Big Show, dude. It was yeah. The big chode. It was the it, big chode. <laughs> that's a t-shirt. We're selling those later. Dude, um, that's good. So well, <laughs> I got a big chode. And copyrights. Yeah. <laughs> hey, baby, you want you want a piece of this big chode, baby? Val oh, Venus <laughs> and Big Show had a love child. Yeah. Oh, that was yes. Yes. Leave but, Mark Henry out of this. Oh God. Yep. Hello, I mean, ladies. But then, dun, dun. <laughs> you know how much he he loves weed now. Apparently, yeah, yeah. He's, he's he a, a big he's a big cannabis advocate. Yeah. Is along it? with speaking along the lines of the weed, uh, I not only messaged Rhino but I messaged Darren McCarty. Oh no shit! Yeah, that'd be dope. He's a com- now, he's a comedian, dude. Where where I, where I was working in yeah. Irish Hills, they had him at at the bar across the street. I went to I got uh, I got to go meet him. I think he's I been just on, seen him. He he's was been on t- Rhino's podcast, I believe, a couple of times. That's how I found him. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I want to be on Rhino's podcast. Bro, me too. <laughs> Dude. They'd probably hey, I'll tell you what, brother. I'm better than you because I'll come on there and I'll talk the most shit, buddy. And if you want to lose that belt this Saturday, then you need to step up in the ring and taste some tea that I'm brewing for you. That sounds naughty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's just a bit like their, their podcast. I, guess I talked to Gary a lot because he used to run the Pop Fest. Uh, his ter- uh me, me and Gary have been, we're cool forever. I don't know. I would love to be on that podcast, but I got a feeling at one point they'd both tell me to shut the fuck up and leave. Well, I would just fanboy Rhino because I really, he was one of my top. Yeah. Oh, he's awesome. I spear the fuck out of him, dude. He was just, I liked him. He was just a short fucking stocky monster. Plus he came out, you know, from Detroit. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was, he was, you know, him, Kevin Nash, Scott Steiner. Well, both Steiner brothers. Big like, Papa Pump all day, dude. Yeah. I love him. We're all carnies. Like, me, me especially. That's why, hey, you want to make some money? Try Patreon. That's carny shit. I feel like I could be a good carny. You're, you're, you're doing it right now. 
Oh my fucking god, you're right. But I'm, <laughs> but I'm not trying to be any. I'm just being no, fucking T Daddy. We're trying to make money, yeah. not doing anything. Right, right, it's right. Carny shit. It's you're shit. right. I talked to Gold Dust because he was getting. I love Gold Dust, dude. Gold I, that's awesome. that is. He is one of two wrestlers I have made a costume for when I was a kid, and I didn't realize what androgynous meant. Um, <laughs> Sting's the guy that got me. <laughs> Oh, it did. when he did the crow gimmick? Yep. Yeah, love that shit. I like the Come crow. The crow. The bat. Yeah, that whole deal. The bat was dope. The yeah. bat was fucking dope. See, I didn't know Sting used to have blonde hair and a, 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 a the surfer gimmick. Yeah, dude, that was what when I broke. I, I came into WCW when he just like come back after Hogan for the title. Yeah, I was like, this, this Brandon Lee's the crow. This is the shit. Yes, he's hitting people with a bat coming down from the rafters. This motherfucker's cool. Wasn't saying a fucking word yeah. though. It's like, ooh, yeah. there's there's something there. It leaves you wanting something for like months. Yeah, just <laughs> it just random cutaway at the end in the rafters, bitch. Yep. Dude, it was, that was awesome, forever. dude. That was yeah. really awesome. Really Y'all was. get to talking about Sting, and all I can think is Sting in a Sting mask. <laughs> sting in a Sting mask. <laughs> yes. Because um, I remember the stupid shit that they but did. No, that, that that was I remembered that as soon as you said that I remember that. The moment was fantastic. Yeah. The call was bad. But that, that's the thing. One of the things Jr. Jr. brought up was talking in sound bites as a broadcaster. That's super important. Because I don't remember that conversation they were having before or after that. But I remember sh- clear as fuck. Sting in a sting mask. I was like, uh, and uh, what was other than that? St- that part of the story, talking in sound bites, super important. Oh my God! He just took his head off. He literally just took his head, dude. As he's God, laying as my there. God, he is broken in half. That is, was a slobber knocker. As God is my witness, he is broken in half. Those words. Yeah, as God is my witness, he he broke him in half. Did you see that, dude? He was a good hype Shane man, dude. Shane like, dude, Shane O'Mac. I fucking love Shane O'Mac, yeah. dude. Stone Stone Cold. How about yep. Stone, talking about blonde hair? Stone Cold used to be a Hollywood blondes, baby. Ooh. Him and Brian Pillman. We gonna get a wrestling history. We are gonna be here till fucking Thursday. I, I, was, found a, that out. I, was, I was a like, big fan of true. all of it, dude. You're the only one got something to do, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. I'm a house husband. <laughs> I gotta do laundry. I gotta sell t-shirts though. If you guys laundry. want one of the new Corey yes. Kerr uh, Bleed Last Die Well t-shirts, hit me up on Facebook. <laughs> Oh, actual plug. Yeah, actual. I bought those t-shirts. Please buy them. I've been I've been trying to break Wooly of the, the hater thing because he's not all there yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we all have things that, that cause us to be less than perfect humans. Oh, it's, yeah. It's human nature. So. And I understand there's going to be haters and everything. Like, even, like, when me and Josh were talking about this, mm-hmm. that people are going to hate it. And you're never going to get anywhere. And Josh, Josh was saying, he's like, people want to just... Like, a lot of people just want to see what what was going to happen, and they'll hate when there's something to hate about. But if they're still watching, they're still fucking watching, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Or tuning in or whatever, you know. You can hate me all you want, dude. I don't care what you think. Yeah. As long as it's about me. Yeah. But, uh, Wooly, bigger comics fan than I am, right? Like, I do love me some comics, but he, like, heart and soul. Yeah, he said Comic-Con a few times. I've been to a couple Comic-Cons. I don't like people. Right. Comic-Cons are difficult for my social anxiety having ass. Right. Uh, his, his favorite all time, there's no argument, is the old man Logan. Oh, really? You know, where it's 
fucking he's old and he doesn't pop the claws anymore and yeah okay the badass the, yeah. the old school badass yeah i like, know what you, yeah. the, the actual arc's called old man logan logan's a pacifist the world has ended it's ruled by the supervillains. yeah because he's he lives forever you know right yeah and he like he's got a wife and kids and it, i'm not gonna spoil it suffice it to say it ends with lots of claw-based murder right uh, but when Logan, the movie, came out, they really fucking marketed it like it was based on old man Logan. And he Hater fan, Man he over here it, yeah. wasn't going to go see it. Uh, to be fair, Wolverine Origins almost sent me to prison. Wolverine Origins was a massive misstep. So You were mad about that because you're a fan of the actual... Yeah, just, just like two months ago. I'm like, bruh, you really need to get over this shit and watch Logan. Because it's not Old Man Logan. Parts of it are kind of Old Man Logan. Yeah, yeah, like the beginning. But, like, it ain't Old Man Logan. And I think you're going to fucking like it. And I sat down and I made him fucking watch it. Did he like it? I think he's still mad at me because he liked it. <laughs> I'm not mad at you. It was really well done. And they added a word to the end. Everything okay? What? Inspired by. Old Man Logan? I don't care if they, you know, uh, Fantastic Four. What when you, when you hear Fantastic Four, like, this is a Fantastic Four movie. Oh, cool. They're going to hit up everything. They're going to do all the cool shit and have it all right to the comic books because they like have a really bad guy who sucks playing Doctor Doom. and Yeah, so, like, you'd, you'd think they're going to have, like, the apex of storytelling and whatnot and in reality, they've got more uh, just loosely based on. Or So I was like, if they just add the words inspired by it, it wouldn't feel like a cash grab and wouldn't piss me off so bad. And then I watched the slow destruction of characters I grew up loving that I almost, uh, almost lost my mind. When they screwed up Gambit and Deadpool in the same movie, I oh, was yeah. like, oh, dude, I was so pissed. That was that was the shittiest Deadpool I've ever fucking seen in my his, entire his, life. His gimmick is Merc with a mouth. What should we do? Sew his fucking mouth shut. Please don't. Just Dude, that speaking was... of fucking Doctor Doom, um, I forgot a story arc that I love. Oh yeah. Infamous Iron Man. What's that? After the Axis event, uh magic shit happens, everybody swaps alignments. Uh Tony Stark goes missing. And Doctor Doom becomes Iron Man. Yeah. Oh shit, that would be sweet, dude. Does he have the suit on, or his own remake of the suit? Uh, it's he steals one of the Iron Man suits. Okay, and then he does he put his own twist on it, or he repaints it (laughs) because shit's gotta be silver. Right. That's pretty sweet, dude. With this fancy. Uh, app I've got here. <laughs> I, I can books. just pull up one of the fucking covers for you. Come on. Come on. And you can just read the, the so shout out to the fucking Marvel app. What is it called? Marvel Un- Unlimited. Marvel Unlimited. You know, by subscription, you can read a ton of shit if you like comics. On a, on a very happy note, my cousin Jake just got engaged like 44 minutes Congratulations, ago. Congratulations, Jake, dude. Whoa, whoa. So what's up with your... Magic, if you guys go around it again, <laughs> I'm fucking... We would, when we were bouncing, we would come work mornings at the magic shop and then go uh, 
go to work bouncing and do it. And we'd find new weird old tricks and then perform that. Strippers love magic. I'll support anybody there's, else. Right, yeah, I'll talk to a fucking stripper on here. But there's, oh, dude, that'd be a fucking fire-ass conversation. I'll, I'll deal the cards for strip poker. Um, That'll be funny. I mean, I mean, I don't. We do that on Twitch. We Ranger presents. We'd have to stream on Nighttime Pornhub for that. That's a Patreon program. subscription, boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's if you want to be a jerk-off. While we were doing our podcast, actually, uh, magic came up. And I had learned coin tricks as a kid and he had learned card tricks as a kid and we both love fucking uh pen and teller and uh i had stage fright so bad i could barely talk on stage you went to pen and teller and i'm not good at magic (laughs) 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 but i'm real good at talking oh my god and then a uh uh, a vietnam war veteran came in in a wheelchair and he's was watching us do our thing. We had one of the coolest gigs in the world, one of the slow, because you could see sports, you could see girls, or you could see the most entertaining bouncers on the face of the fucking planet doing magic for five bucks. <laughs> you know? Deal. So, like, we, we, we weren't doing it. We weren't trying to be loud or anything about it. We were just doing the thing. And he's like, hey, well, can you guys do something for me? And I had just bought this trick, like, that day. Ended up doing the mismade dollar trick where you borrow a dollar in front of them, fold it four times, showing front, back, sides, up, down. It's their dollar. Put the dollar in their hand. And then with a snap of the fingers, flick of the wrist, little magical gesture, the dollar turns itself inside out and upside down. So the four corners of George Washington's face are out here. All your ones are in the middle here. But everything that makes that dollar bill absolutely perfect Still exists. Still has the serial numbers. Still has all the script. Has In God We Trust. Has George Washington's face. Everything that makes it a real, spendable $1 bill still exists. It's just not put together the right way. And I asked him, I was like, so is it more important to be perfect or be whole? And he openly wept. Like, that's the first time I accidentally made somebody cry at a strip club. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good story. Yeah. It was a good moment. Because he was, he was like, you were doing card tricks for everybody and coin tricks for everybody, and you did that one just for me, and it was about being different but still being a good whole person. Yeah. I was like, yeah, dude, that's kind of what, what we do. I, I, I like doing stuff with the messages. That so we, you got that memory tattoo. Yeah, and I was like, I, I was like, if I got like, if it's I got a good a story. tattoo, like, I got to put that in a book, and I'm the fucking book, so it went, you know, front, front and center on my left forearm. That's dope, dude. Yeah, so, like, just little moments like that. Every tattoo that I have personally – is a chapter in a book, you know what I mean? Yeah, mine's just uh, hey man, what would you draw this week? I mean, there's the addiction part of it for me too. Like, yeah, you know, I just wanted a few, a couple of them. The face ones, <laughs> mean, the face ones mean a lot. Well, but they, that's it. I imagine they'd have to. Yeah, the, the only the face ones do, but and then then the bee and the bird on my my neck. That's it. Well, there's there's got to be stories attached to everything. Whether it was, there is, oh, there is, but it's just random thought. Right. Well, not, see, not all of mine are super meaningful. They all have they all have a story, but they're not all super. I have I have the Slipknot logo on my shoulder. I have my old wrestling face paint, wrestling mask tattoo because I was I was retired. I was done. Wrestling is done with me, and I'm done with wrestling. Well, right. So chapter is over. Right. Right. Sweet. That's kind of cool. I like that logic. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I can recall. So even if God forbid, I have the same memory issues as some of my family does. Like I can go. Oh shit! Always keep fighting. Tattooed over a bunch of my suicide scars. Shit. 
that memory's going to jog. Right. Everything, you know, my, I got the bass clefts from my buddy Adam who passed away. It's, it's two bass clefts facing each other. It makes a heart. He was a bass player. He showed me my first two chords playing bass. I showed those, those two chords to my little brother, who is a fucking madman on a bass. Everything, and of course, like, I named my, you know, my, my kid's yeah. name and footprints in the fucking footprints, hospital. Yeah. And it really helps when one of your best friends owns a tattoo shop. <laughs> right. That's, uh, you guys, you're from you know, uh, Vivid Art, Jay? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, that's who did this one. He did the Michael Myers on this arm. Uh, his boy Keith did these two. Well, I, when you were explaining your, your toxic one earlier uh, for your... Online? Yeah. Or you, on, the, on the podcast, yeah. yeah, you, yeah. Were, you were explaining that one earlier. Um, at like noon, noon 30, 1 o'clock. Yeah. I was like, closer, closer yeah. to 4, I guess. Closer to 4. It was early, though. Yeah. And, you know, how you used to be... You yeah. Your mouth toxic. Yeah. Yourself toxic. I got from a fucking. I got a Disney movie tattoo, <laughs> but I'm not always gonna be the hero in everybody's story. Right. You're right. No matter how much good I put out, how much good I want to do. Yep. I've done some bad shit too. Okay. I'm fucked up. So like, just, I'll never be perfect. Same exact meaning of a tattoo, dude. We're the same dude. <laughs> That's funny. That's cool. So you know, I got no problem being toxic back yeah. then, but I'm yeah. always getting better. You can tell. You can tell a story about me, and a lot of shit sucks. But dude, right now I'm. I'm fucking loving life. I'm thriving. That's not where where we where we're at is not where the story is. Yeah, oh no. There's a reason no. the rearview mirror is so much smaller than the windshield. Why are you looking back? Yeah, we're not going that way. And and I'm 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 real I'm real glad that my near near death experience didn't go south instead of me coming back to redemption and shit like that because. I do a lot cooler shit. Like I wouldn't have been satisfied with who the person I would have been if I'd have fucking went out. You know, like I wouldn't have been satisfied. Hundred percent. Now, here's here's a funny little. uh, I don't say funny, but I wasn't going to bring this up. You had a near death experience recently. Two years ago, so recent, I guess, because I I was in the hospital for a year. I grew the beard out for a couple of reasons, but I'm not sure if you can see this. I had uh, a major surgery at five years old to remove one of my lymph nodes. It was cancerous. I almost died at five. You're you're a survivor. Nah, I got lucky. Oh, <laughs> before it before it even did anything. Like, you... I was I was five years old, and I basically had a tennis ball for one of my glands. You know the glands that swell up when you get swelled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those was inflamed and deemed cancerous, and like, well, gotta cut this shit out. I was in fucking kindergarten. Right. Like there there wasn't decorum like there is now. Like, hey man, you're gonna get better, everything's gonna be fine. Like, hey, what color casket do you want, you five year old fuck? Yeah, oh yeah. Like you ever talk about real shit when the doctor goes talks to your parents and goes, There's a fifty fifty shot he doesn't get off the fucking table. Oh yeah. Ooh. Ooh boy. I was yeah. five. <laughs> so like that you know not to brag, but I was a five percent survival rate. Yeah, so. well, I mean, that's you're here for a fucking reason. You know, both are. Everybody here is in this room for a fucking reason. Oh I'm not, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm not sure what the fuck my reason is at this point, other than being weird on the internet. It's just me and him cross paths the first time at the wrong time. No, wrong time. You needed that time. No, we. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah, we. Yeah, so everything. Yeah, for real. Without that time, the the recovery would have been harder. Yep. That's because I, I had to find myself. Like I had to had to reach inside and really fucking push myself to do. They told me I wasn't gonna walk. I was like, seemed to be walking fine. Yeah. This the, dude climbed a mountain a few months the ago. The therapist, the therapist, come in. He said, "What do you want to do?" I said, "Dude, I'm fucking 26. I want to walk." Right. I did, actually, no, I was 25 when I wrecked. I didn't even experience my my whole 25th year. 
I was laying in the hospital. I was 53 for my 25th year. Dude, I was the youngest man in a fucking nursing home for months by, like, I think, what, 38 years or something like that? Which, which, which nursing home? Oh, the fucking EHIM, the nun house over on Elm Street. Beautiful place, fucking, if anybody needs to, I will fucking put that place on the map for, dude, wonderful nurses, wonderful staff. The whole place is fucking good. The fucking nuns are dope. Yeah. The nuns are, are, were bitching at me because I was a Michigan fan. They were a Notre Dame fan. <laughs> That's awesome. I was raised Catholic. I can tell you from experience that nuns are actually all right most of the time. They're fucking dope, dude. There was one that walked around wine drunk, and, and she was the funnest lady ever. She just was <laughs> a little bit weird, you know, like a little bit. She like, thought I was the cutest thing in the world, and she would come in when I was do doing wound change, and I would just have a towel over my my because I had burn wounds on my leg. Yeah, protect the business, yeah. man. <laughs> Poor old wine drunk story. nun come in and sit in my fucking room while I'm getting wound changed. Like, what are you doing, dude? I'm spread eagle right now. <laughs> you can see all of me. Yeah, dude. You can see through me, through my butthole. Like, you can <laughs> see my Sweetheart, stomach. I'm just trying to look at your balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I just, like, I was just thinking, like, this is the weirdest, most, like, adjacent podcast ever oh, we've, fuck we've yeah, had dude. some moments of pure magic like literally and figuratively and some of the most random ass nun stories and i fucking yeah. love this i did, nun I did stories. This doing this dude one. dude you want dude uh, 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 it's the first time saying this on camera or and on a podcast but i got fucking i got head twice in the fucking nun house i was <laughs> i got head twice in one week dude yes bro uh, now no, i'm out nuns now and nurses. I'm out. No, no, the fucking the girls that I knew from the outside, not oh, from any. Oh, like, that's some that, Yeah, that's. I suggest this I would place. not put that on the, no. No, it's from girls that I invited over, but it yeah, was, I've never you had know, swag like that. Yeah, but it was, dude, I, and then one of them got done, and I, there was Jesus on the wall, and I was like, Jesus is watching, and she <laughs> fucking, she really didn't get, wasn't happy about that. High five him. <laughs> Why do you think he got his arms out? I won't disclose names, but I'll fucking tell you that that I was a fucking I loved it in the nun house, dude. <laughs> I'm telling you, getting better and shit, dude, with burn wounds and shit. It was terrible, dude. Well, I could imagine that'd be hell on earth. But I mean, I mean, on a real note, my brain injury fucked up communication with my right hand. I don't, I don't jack off no more. So I just needed help. Oof. Thank, thank that, you. And that's that's the best fucking line ever. <laughs> I just need a hand. Literally, like, or, not even, I don't, I don't want a hand. <laughs> I don't want your fucking cows, your fucking hand from fucking whatever you're doing at work and shit like that. Getting jerked up by tire mechanics? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, if the fucking time's right, man, yeah, I yeah, mean, come any, on. Any port in his arm, I suppose. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm glad it's a little bit later in the yeah, podcast, dude. so people... No, they're going to catch the replay, watch this shit in bits and pieces, yeah. and trying to explain it. No, listen to this story, Grandma. Don't listen to this story, Grandma. No, I'm definitely going to cut some shit and make some loops. <laughs> yeah, that's but, fair. Daily High Club. Well, you made an unboxing video of this, uh, that place, Daily High Club. You give them a subscription. Oh, hell yeah. You give them a subscription, and they fucking send you some. Yep, 30 bucks, you get a bunch of cool shit. A whole bunch of paraphernalia. Hell yeah. It's pretty cool. You get a bong every time, I think, right? Yes, sir. And you get a whole bunch of papers and shit like that. So pretty much, like. They supply we, us with all our needs. We don't need, we don't need to, like, go out to the store to get papers. This like, I brought a pack of papers over, but, like, I barely needed them at all because they sent papers. They sent, 
Rellos that uh, hold four grams, dude. Hell yeah. Damn. That's, that's nuts. That's what he said on camera. Damn. That's a damn, dude. What's an expensive? It's an expensive-ass blunt. Yep. It's, it's $30 per box. <clears throat> All right. You know, so it's, it's actually a it's good deal if you think, because that in the fucking store is... Is, is uh, thirty five bucks itself? Easy. Yeah, Easy. thirty at least. But this is cool because of the Space Invaders. The whole thing was uh, space the whole thing invaders. was a space kind of thing, and the lighter, nice. this lighter says humans aren't real. And then I looked at the <laughs> camera and I said, time isn't real. And and he clipped it and put it in the thing. It's fucking funny as shit. Not well, a bad ad. You could was, sponsor them practice. if you want. You yes. should. See, I wish I could. Like I was telling him earlier, like I would. I, I, it it makes my, all the pain shit go away for me. Like yeah, for real, dude. Shout like, out, I'm fucking Daily High Club, dude. Nap, for real, man. that's yes, sir. Like, I, but like, like not only like <laughs> sponsor me, but like it's also like fucking shout out. That's, right, that's fucking dope. See, you being a wrestling fan, subscription boxes and stuff. Uh, Pro Wrestling Tees has got an awesome little box. You can get uh, two mm-hmm. T-shirts, an autograph, a pin, and. So all this stuff, like 35, 40 bucks a month, but two t-shirts for 35 bucks is a fucking steal. Right. If you're a pro wrestling guy, like, and it does everything, like everything from like, right, like they'll do a, they'll, they'll let out like, this one's going to be bad guys. Right. Roddy Piper and fucking, and all the way up to like Kenny Omega and Bullet Club. Stuff. Right. So it runs the game. There are huge wrestling fans over there. Places out of Chicago. I, I wear a button up so I can show my wonderful cleavage. because. Hey, you gotta show that sexy How about off. Adriana saying that you dress fire all the time. Look at him. Look at me. Gym shorts that go above my knee, a lobster fucking shirt, and camo Crocs. She says Are fire drip. Oh, I'm, yeah. What's up? What's up, babies? Let me just letting you know what I'm wearing, baby. It's beautiful from the waist. Here, I'm gonna tell you what I'm wearing from the, the head to the toe, baby. I got a pair of, pair of headphones on. By his first. Work. Please, please buy my merch. Okay. Oh, I can get more merch. No, I don't know, man. <laughs> buy my buy my outfit, man. I want to see some tear ups out there. Fucking, you have tear up army shirts going on. I know a guy who makes yes. shirts. Tear up army. That'd be cool, but I don't want that. <laughs> That's too conceited. Brain jerk army. Jerk off. Jerk off army. Yeah. The jerk off brigade. That's pretty ironic. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> jerk off brigade. That's you realize good how ironic this is? What? You can't jack off, and you're trying to name our fans the jerk offs. I <laughs> never fucking put that together. And now dude. we've come full circle. Holy <laughs> shit! Well, I want to find a way to jerk off somehow. Yeah, apparently. Call well. somebody jerk offs. Fucking something. <laughs> yep. Do y'all want to hear about the stinky Hitler? <laughs> the waka waka. I want the stinky Hitler. You want to hear? You want to hear stinky <laughs> Hitler? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's the one about poop, poop and puke. I really want okay. the stinky. We're gonna, Hitler. We're gonna send stinky Hitler then. So I'm going to change names to... Also uh, known as the Shitler. Yes. So when I was DJing, um, for the insider info on the strip club DJ thing, um, you do uptimes, right? Yeah. Girls go up, uh, you know, this is candy, you know, whatever. For every girl. So the customers can see what's going on. Usually three songs at a time. Yeah, so we'll do, you know, uh, taking over up top, this is Cinnamon. Coming right back at you for round number two, Cinnamon. Third and final time up top, this is Cinnamon. Rachel, stand by. So that they have three minutes to get from whatever they're doing, because they're, if they're not in the back doing making you no know, $20 dance, they're going to go on stage and make dollar bills. Right, right. So I call the girl up. Like, All right, Rachel, taking over up top. I hear from across the room. 
I got a shit. <laughs> now, this girl had a small problem with opioids. Anyone who has a small problem with opioids will know that it's really hard to poop because painkillers and shit. Um, so I hear from across the bar. I got a shit. Awesome. Because the mic's still fucking live. <laughs> right. So I like I motion to the girl on stage. I'm like, one, one more. And she nods, and I go, one more song for the girl up top. I forget who it was off the top of my head. Cinnamon. I do want to cut him off and explain here. Y'all know what a Mrs. Potato Head doll looks like? Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, now pretend the eyes are tits and put Barbie arms and legs and a head, <laughs> and you'll know what fucking Rachel looked like. Oh, yeah. I'm not about body shaming, but she looked like a five pounds of shit in a two-pound bag. Um, but, again, I don't want to body shame too much because I don't look much better. So... But she uh, waddles over to uh, the bathroom, which is behind my DJ booth. The female's bathroom is like, literally, I'm in the booth here. The bathroom door is fucking, yeah. Right. She waddles in. I was like, could you, I was like, hey, fucking make it quick, please. There's actually people in here. Like, we got, I need girls on stage. There are four of you guys showed up today. Fuck. You know? So I guess as a DJ, you got to gotta keep the girls moving and keep people making money and keep people happy. It's, 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 it's a complex job on top of just spinning decent music. That the customers and the girls like it's it, it can get a little complex, not hard, just multitasking. And then the girl's fourth song finishes. Like, oh, hey, you done checking? No. All right, fuck. Okay, um, we're on a two for twenty couch dance special. Buy one get one free. Most folks jump on that. Everybody jumped on that. Fucking lit. I don't have to have any girls on stage for two songs. She can finish what the fuck she's doing. At least. Yeah, at least two songs. She can finish whatever the fuck she's doing. Like, uh, I ain't trying to rush nobody, taking a dump. That's fucking that's nightmare fuel. Um, So, two for 20 goes off. The last, the, 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 the break song plays the extra song at the end in case the guys want to keep going. I'm like, I was like, hey, dude, fucking pinch it off. Come on, we gotta get back on stage. Taking over up top, this is Rachel. I start playing her stuff. There's a dude at the tip rail who is who's not fucking moved. And I mean, he barely blinked. He may have been a fucking corpse. I don't know. <laughs> he's just, all right, this dude's fucking weird, but he's got money, so run it. <clears throat> and she goes up, notices the dollar, looks at me. I'm like, mm. and normally there's like a buildup to the big fucking move, right? Nah. Not in this fucking story. She grabs thigh, thigh, puts the back of her, top of her head on his wiener boobs, does a fucking flip, puts butt cheeks right in his face. Now, I know what the fuck she just did. Right. For like uh, 174 fucking songs. And I went, no. <laughs> and the manner in which she had to like twist. I'm never going to a strip oh, club. Oh, bro, again. these get so much fucking worse. <laughs> Strap the fuck in. <laughs> the G string she was wearing somehow rolled to the side. And in fucking slow motion, I watch fucking toilet paper that's fucking a tube that is brown fall out. And Dude Homeboy, right on the mm -mm. upper lip. Oh, my God. Touched his mouth and fell. At which point he exclaimed, Was that shit? 
Oh. What is that? And I'm like, oh, he's going to fucking puke. And I turned the mic on. <laughs> what the fuck? That was... As she's still upside down, she fucking pops her head up and puts her shoulders on the back of the stage as he is horking into her crotch. Oh, my God. It was, and no. like, oh, yeah. And the response, I would That's expect awesome. a thousand different responses at that. What I would not expect is... Oh, my God, he puked in my pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I fell on the ground and laughed for a solid seven minutes. The music fucking cut off. My job was music, and I failed. I had one job. Shout out, Jeff Klaus. I miss you, bro. But, uh, yeah, so that was that was the Shitler story. Shitler, dude. What's up, bro? What up, comic book man? <laughs> Follow that motherfucker. <laughs> I'm not going for comedy. I'm going for heartfelt. Oh, okay. Uh, do you guys know what John Constantine's actual superpower is other than just being like a, a mystic who knows real magic and shit? Yeah, I know. Uh, he's from a long line of, uh, of magicians known as the Laughing Magicians. Uh, the... The laughing magician, magicians are, are legendarily feared in the supernatural community in the DC universe because their actual superpower is something called the synchronicity wave. Basically, what that means is that the universe wants things to happen a certain way. And Constantine has the power to tap into the synchronicity wave and ride it like he's on a fucking surfboard to get things to go his way. Fascinating idea for a power, uh, in my opinion. I think that's like, yeah. Couple that with the fact that he's very smart, uh, knows a bunch of magic, and tries to be prepared for everything, like a fucking dark magic Batman, uh, and you have an incredibly dangerous character. But the thing about the synchronicity wave, the reason I bring it up, and the reason that I felt it was appropriate for the way you guys try to... Uh, speak on things for this podcast is that everybody, if they pay attention, can ride the synchronicity wave. When someone needs you, when you know someone is hurting, all you got to do is shoot them a message, give them a call. Hell, do what I do when you feel that somebody's having a bad day and just show the fuck up at their house with beer. <laughs> and use your ability to feel the turn of the universe to really understand and empathize with your fellow man to improve their day just a little bit. That's really good words, dude. Yeah. I love it. Very good. Back to the strippers. Yeah, let's go back to comedy. That was a little too heavy <sighs> no, for me. That no, was that was... That, 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 that like is that. 100%. That's this, why we started this. This is it. This is why. That's a good message, and that's a good message we're going to we're gonna have. We can, we can get, we can get back, we can get back to the strippers. Oh, dude, that's... That, yeah. The, the, that's why. Those two reasons are why we started. You could Wait. cut the go gross shit and the weird shit and then have two separate fucking podcasts. <laughs> While bouncing. Give me the other one. Um, same girl. Oh, okay. The same girl. Yep, same, uh, same one. So, <laughs> as a bouncer, you have to do uh, basically wellness checks for every dance because, let's face it, people are fucking weird. Oh, yeah. Um. 
You know, so some you're girl, paying a girl to rub her butt cheeks in your face, right? So sometimes for more, get than a that. shit So girl goes back. We call out to the, the bouncer. Call out the DJ. So and so's going back. Uh, I think they're starting. To, they should be starting next song. So the, the girl should wait till the next song starts so they can get the money for that whole song. Do the whole song, and then, you know, so it, it keeps us on track, keeps them on track, keeps their house on track. It just makes it easy for everybody. Some girls are bad for, you know, oh, this song just started. It's a three-minute song. It's a minute and a half in. You're about to gyp somebody out of 20 bucks. That's fucked up. But do you, you know? As a DJ, do you. As a bouncer, please don't fuck this up. Because <laughs> we have to be the assholes at the end of the night. So I'm bouncing. I call back to the DJ. Hey, uh, Rachel went back. And she's starting. Well, the song's about to change, so. Just mark her for the next one, whatever. Cool. Song goes by. I walk by, and dude's getting a little handsy, uh, a little little too gropy. And I cue up. And I hear the radio. Hey, uh, Sean. Yeah, boss. Guy's getting a little handsy. I'm keeping an eye on it, man. All right, cool. Cool. Song goes by, and I walk, and I see him bowling ball grip on. On his girl. Ew. I know how many guys she's like done that. Ew, bro. Hey, Al. Oh, I see it. Wait. Because hmm? there was cameras and you know, yeah, yeah. and shit. So, oh, I see it. I'm like, okay. He goes, me and her got it an arrangement. Fuck. <laughs> what's the? I was like, what's what's the arrangement? She does extra. She pays us extra. Oh, make this fucking money though. Let's go. All right, cool. Fucking come back. But, but I was still trained to whenever I saw the extras happening, call boss. Go back by, and he is four fingers deep. The next song, but he's to here in the middle of the hands. The thumb was in there too. Nice. And I was like, "Woof!" Hey, I see it. All righty. Two songs later, I check every song. It just keeps progressively getting worse. Two songs later, he has got four in the back door and four in the front door. And he's doing this. And I I hear, hey, Sean. Yeah, man. You got to stop this shit. I'm going to throw up. (laughs) Oh, my God. It gets better. I was like, all right, dude. I'll, uh. Next song, let her finish the song. Yeah, let her finish the song. I'm going to fucking be sick. All right, cool. Stop watching. <laughs> and when I walked back by at the beginning of the next song. I'm I, watching that. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, dude, there's some what the fuck moments that happened there. Yeah. Um, I walked by at the beginning of the next song. Now, from the last time I checked to this time, maybe 45 seconds went by. Maybe. And I fucking come back around. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I get to stop this. I get to say something fucking quippy. I get to be fucking funny. Hell yeah, dude. Here we go. And I went up. And I looked. And I popped the fucking curtain. Like I was fucking Doug Hennig from the 70s. Bam! And what I saw. Yes. Was. Homeboy. <laughs> in the back door. Past the wrist joint. Oh, my God, dude. 
And there was no huh action. It was a straight, like, ha, do you can? All right? Like, yes. <laughs> that would be a short you can. Yeah, my, my bad. He was fucking ha up to the wrist. And in the front, he had all four again. And, like, I. She was trudged. I popped the curtain, and I wanted to say something like, blah Popped the curtain and went, uh, and she looks up because she had the gimmick. She had the business. She was giving the business mouth to mouth. What? Doesn't this dude fist you? I was like, uh, uh, fucking waka waka, and I fucked off. (laughs) Waka waka. So. Now, this is the caliber of, uh, of brain space we're dealing with here. She comes out butthole naked. Yes. <laughs> Waddles up. What does Waka Waka mean? That's a Muppet reference. Uh, that's, that's the Muppets. Um, how? What the fuck was that? <laughs> She's like, uh, well, I mean, you know, me and Al, I, I don't care. Like, I don't, I don't care. I don't ever want to see anything like that again in real life. That was in smell vision What the fuck? Right. She goes, I don't understand the Waka Waka thing. You're Fozzie Bear. <laughs> I watched a man turn you into a Muppet. You know what? Tell Jim Henson to get the fuck out of here. His name's Steve. All right, can you tell Jim Henson to get the fuck out of here? And then this man has the audacity to walk up to me and try to shake my hand. Oh my God, which one? The he, fist one? Or oh, the I didn't four care. Like I didn't want to have anything to do with any of those holes. Um, and like he had, like, high five, he though. had like a hundred dollar bill in his hand. Sorry about the uh, inconvenience, there, uh, brother. Did, did you you shook his hand? You no, I looked fuck. at his hand and I'm like on the bar. Put that on the bar. Shit dollar. Please. Mm-hmm. Just put that. I'm going to be sick, sir. Did you Please. smell the dollar? Did you learn anything from the gathering? Oh, dude. Purell. Yeah, I used Purell and Lysol. And did you smell it first? No. You had to see what the fuck it smelled like. I smelled it from the Shit, floor. shit, and shame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So for a month straight, he came in every week with the same routine every week, and the only response I had was, what's up, Mr. Henson? <laughs> and he shook my hand and gave me $100 every day at the door. Easy money. I was like, mm, I don't make an hourly commission. Welcome to the club, sir. Dude, I don't know about you guys, but my asshole is numb. Brother. Yup. My whole ass. <laughs> we gotta get y'all some good chairs. I mean, we could call Fozzie. Fozzie, Fozzie. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in tonight. Uh, it's a plug promote, yourself. Promote what you got going on. All right. So uh, on Facebook, it is Direwolf Corey Kerr. On Instagram, it is Direwolf Kerr. And on TikTok, it is Direwolf Kerr. Drop a follow. Come say hi. I try to talk to everybody who takes time out of their day to come say hi to me. So you're, you're not going to give them your fucking gamer tag so they can come shoot you? Also, Direwolf Kerr, if y'all play Fortnite or Warzone, because I'm weird. Also, buy his shirts. Buy his merch. They're, they're nice shirts. We yeah. got yeah, we got nice cards shirt. we're going to disperse, too. So, uh, uh, once again, I'd like to thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, I love every single one of you, and have a great night.
Thank you guys for having us. I appreciate you. Um, this yeah, has been fun. this has been awesome, and hopefully we can do this again real soon. Right, yes, oh yeah, I'll bring sure. more magic tricks. Right, awesome. Dude, I, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm ready for that. All right, guys.